Hi. <laughs> okay, hi everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I am Kate. This is Lauren. Hello. Um, probably also going to call me Mav throughout, short for Maverick. Yes, that's her name, and that's how she's introduced herself to me since we've been friends. I am a writer-director living in Los Angeles, and Lauren is a creative producer also living in Los Angeles. Yes, we met um, some years ago now at grad school at Columbia College Chicago. Shout out, woo-woo-woo. Um, <laughs> Shout out, woo-woo-woo. <laughs> yes, uh, Mav was in the directing program there. I was in the producing program. That's how we initially became friends. And then we found out years later that we lived on the same street, like yep. two apartments. Lost touch slightly. Apart from each other. Reconnected. Saw her standing on a street, sent her a, a kind of a weird text message, but she responded yeah. beautifully. Yep. And after a pandemic and years of brunch, we are, you know, working together, making stuff together. We decided that we wanted to uh get back into doing sort of creative stuff and writing and making movies which is hard if you know we decided to work together we wrote a short film together spent probably like a year doing drafts and working on it and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and then once we finished the draft we came up with a budget for how much the short film was going to cost and it was a lot of money it was more money than we have yes and well it was not an insane amount of money for no, a film budget it was, it was far more than we have true and yes. it just is um unrealistic to think that we could do that right now but what we could do right now is record a podcast and put it out and kind of work with the same kind of themes we are working on with the short film and actually be able to create and release something, which is really exciting. 100%. Mav, I couldn't have said it any better myself. Just a little bit more about us before we actually get started talking about it. Mm-hmm. I am a writer producer and I do a job that's neither of those things in the industry. And Lauren is a producer and she used to work for BuzzFeed and she's now working for TikTok. Yes. I was a production manager at BuzzFeed for a number of years, um, and now I'm at TikTok as like a content programmer, live producer. Yeah. Um, super fun. Uh, well, super She's like fun. a super impressive <laughs> producer who's worked on like award-winning Thank projects. You, Don't let her award-winning internet award-winning. We'll um, say. that's where but... <laughs> you released it. That's where the report is going to come from. That's this true. I don't want to shit on anyone that works in the internet because probably a lot of you guys, and um, it's obviously. I have no room to speak because it's a viable (laughs) career and it's how I make a living and afford to be in LA right now. So wonderful, beautiful, but I think... uh, And it's great. And this is is literally going to go on the internet because it's just such an equalizer and a way to put out content that you've created. Yes. That's super cool. And um, yeah. So basically for this, the themes of our short film were like uh, things around love and relationships and breaking up or wanting to break up and not breaking up. The title of our short film is How to Break Up. Yes. And so this podcast is in a way a spinoff of that short film. Yes. So throughout the series, we're going to be talking about different um, relationships of history that were notable and kind of giving um, an overview of how those relationships ran um, and then seeing what kind of things we can glean from either modern day patterns that we see people still going through or how this has sparked phrases, words, situations um, that people can relate to today. Mav is a historian. She majored in that. I have, uh, my bachelor's degree is in history. So I spent, you know, 
the first time I went to college, I studied history. The second time I studied film. And so those two things really overlap a lot for me. And there's something I'm really interested in. And so it made sense to connect that to the film that we're making. Yes. And so she knows a lot more about these topics just off the cuff than I do. Uh, my background is all in, in film and film production, but mm-hmm. my kind of angle at this is I am really interested in people from like a, uh, and learning. Yeah. Learning. Yes. Love to yes. learn. Love to learn about people. I very much like to know why people do the things that they do or mm-hmm. don't do the things that they should do. Um, and so I think this was a great kind of amalgamation of both of our interests. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. We're going to be putting out one episode a month for the rest of the year. Well, for the next 10 months, I should say. We have 10 episodes uh, planned for this season. We're going to be putting mm-hmm. out one a month around the middle of the month. Uh, is the current plan. We'll see. Like, life happens, I guess. But that's the current plan. The idea is that I'm going to come with a story and as much facts as I can sort of muster. But when we don't know something, we're just going to tell you that we don't know it. We're going to try and cite our sources as we give them as much as we can. But we're just doing our best. Yeah. And at the end of the day, this is a podcast that's made for fun and entertainment. And if you learn something along the way, amazing. Great. We love that. Yes. And my whole opinion of history and the way that I've always dealt with it and uh, like attached to it is the dates and a lot of times the like real specifics don't matter as much as the reaction the reality of what happened Mm -hmm. and so we are gonna be having discussions that like can base off we're not fact checkers we're not like holding on to facts we're gonna try to be as correct as possible but we're going for the effect of what happened yes and talking about it yes so without further ado yeah so if you would like to know how to break up we probably can't help you but at least here's at least here's how Mark Antony and Cleopatra managed to figure it out. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So Cleopatra, the famous one, was born in 69 BC in Alexandria. So long ago. She's actually Cleopatra the seventh. That's a lot. She's from the Ptolemy dynasty in Egypt, which is just Alexander the Great came over and conquered Egypt from the Persians who had conquered Egypt from the actual Egyptian pharaohs. That you might be familiar with. Gotcha. That's like Prince of Egypt yes, time. Yes. That is, that is like Prince of Egypt time. One of my favorite movies. Yes. Check it out if you haven't the, seen it. We're not going to go into a lot of Egyptian history, but just know that ancient Egypt is massive. It spans thousands of years and it all surrounds the Nile and the importance of the Nile. It is a huge river. Super obviously. important. Is it, it still important? It's, I mean, I still like it. I'm a big fan of it. It runs still. It still runs, for sure. It's still pretty big. Uh, It floods in a regular interval, so that meant that they could farm Mm -hmm. and have really consistent farming. And Egypt actually supplied the grain to, like, most of the rest of the Mediterranean world because of just the power of the Nile. They're pretty big. Pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. Um, Ptolemy was, Ptolemy the first was a general of Alexander the Great, and then when Alexander the Great died, all the generals kind of spread out and took what they could take, and he took Egypt. So that's so how, yes. that's how they got it. We get and they here. just were very lucky that that is such a rich area. Like, it has so much natural resources, and that's how they he kind of kept their power. To his intuition. All of the men in her family are named Ptolemy. This is going to come up. It's going to be very confusing. I'm very sorry. 
They're all named Ptolemy. And to be honest, they're not super important to her story. So I very rarely even wrote what people called them. Trash they, name. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They didn't all call. They weren't all just like, hey, Ptolemy. Hey, Ptolemy. Like they, <laughs> they all had like nicknames and stuff. But they're just, they're simply not important enough for me to care. No. They're also very messy. Yeah. Oh my God. They're so, so messy. The worst. Um, the pharaohs of Egypt, of ancient Egypt, and then by extension, the Ptolemies eventually gained a lot of their power by comparing themselves to gods and saying that they were gods. Mm -hmm. And so it's important if you're a god, you can't just like marry a mortal. No. And there aren't that many gods just like walking around ancient Egypt. So you have to go pick someone. And so if you're a god, your sister's also a goddess. I don't like where this is going. And so you just marry your sister. Well... That's it, what they all, that's what they did. That was a big deal. It went where I didn't it want was, it to go. It was accepted there. It was, I would, I want to say it was accepted. Incest was accepted for the ruling family kind of only. It's not as um, if the normal Egyptians were like, well, they do it so I can do it. <laughs> that's not true. It's kind of like the normal Egyptians knew something. <laughs> it's kind of like they were like, I don't know what the that, fuck those guys uh, are doing. The but whatever. did not. I'm just going to stick to my farm until the you know, river comes up. We see that at present day. I'm not going to drop any you names. You know what? It happens uh, a lot. It seems like this has endured this one little bit of history. So the Ptolemies were all Ptolemy. All the men were Ptolemy. The women had three separate name options, basically. Not even basically. There were three things that they were just all named. That's it. Just three. Cleopatra. Best one. Arsinoe. Still Cleopatra. I like Arsinoe, though. It's very, like, it has, like, a nice, like, flow, you know? Kind of. Kind and of then like Berenike, which I don't like. Still Cleopatra's. Cleopatra's the best by Clear far. Clear winner. Clear winner. So Cleopatra, the one that we're talking about. The seventh. The seventh one is the daughter of Ptolemy the Twelfth, who was called Aloades. Which probably stands... also her uncle or her cousin or her brother. Yeah, it was literally already also her uncle. Her <laughs> her mother was probably Cleopatra the Fifth, which was Aloades' first wife, and she died the same year that Cleopatra was born, sixty nine BC. Sad. So she never knew her mom. Probably for the best with this family. <laughs> Honestly, like it's a crapshoot all the time. He also had a second wife, and with his second wife, he had another daughter, Ar- Arsinoe, and then two more sons, both named Ptolemy. So, like, she could have been the daughter of the second wife, but I think it's more likely that she's the daughter of the first wife. Yeah. The second wife doesn't even have a name. We don't know who she was. Wow. He might not have had another sister, so it might have been, like, a cousin. Just, but, like, with the way uh, this family works, even your cousin is your sister if you go you back imagine? Like, it's just not. They're also all, the Ptolemies are crazy violent, and they, over the time that they've been in charge of Egypt, have slowly but surely started giving power of Egypt to Rome because they simply couldn't handle it themselves. They're too messy. Yeah. They, they had to, multiple times had to go and ask Rome to, like, end civil wars for them and just, like, be a mediator and decide stuff for them. Multiple previous, to- previous Ptolemy kings had, like, left the kingdom to Rome in their will. So Rome, just over time, as the Roman Empire is growing and becoming more powerful, mm-hmm. their influence over Egypt is also becoming more powerful. And remember, Egypt is supplying pretty much all of their grain, or like most of their grain. So to it's Rome. really To Rome. Okay. So it's really important to Rome for Egypt to be peaceful and- Functioning. Functioning and giving mm-hmm. them grain. Uh, Rome hasn't taken over and colonized Egypt- No. Yet- but they um, could. But they... Really? It's almost like they don't even need to. Oh. You know? Because, because they... 
are just in charge. That's true. If Egypt tried to do anything, they would go in and handle it. But since Egypt's just hanging out and giving them grain, they're like, whatever. Yeah. Why you be who you are? Why cause a whole lot of strife for you that might mess up our grain shipments? Yeah. We can just and you owe us so much money. (laughs) You're just messy, but you're like keeping your mess to yourself, so it's fine. So Cleopatra has two older sisters. One I don't actually know the name of, Mm. uh, like what her actual name is. And then uh, the second one, her name is Ber- Berenike, well, right? Of there's only, right. Her name might have been Cleopatra. Like her older sister might have been named Took Cleopatra. Name um, her, Did she die? Yes. Oh. Her, her father is just an idiot. He <laughs> is drunk, party guy. Uh, Aloides means like the flute player because he would go to these parties, get drunk and just play the flute like a fool, like I guess. A, like a modern Like he day sounds fun to me, but musician. like- you don't want the fun guy who plays a flute at the party to be in charge of your entire government no. if that's his only personality. It's not like he was super fun at parties but could get down to business when it called for it. No, no. I'll party all the time for this guy. <laughs> he sounds great. Got himself in a lot of trouble. And every time he'd get in trouble, basically, he would just like pay Rome to fix it for him. And the way that he paid Rome was just to take money from the treasury. So, like, money that was taxed from the people yeah. in order to help them have a better country and, like, life. He just took that and gave it to Rome to fix his own problems. Sounds so shitty. And, kept like, things kept happening to him like this. Like, the second anything bad would happen, he would not be prepared for it and would have to go <laughs> into, like, hiding or something. Cleopatra really, really was, like, set up for success here. The way, like, she became such a good ruler. And I honestly am just like, how? Who taught you this? Because, cert- <laughs> like, you had to have just seen everything other people were doing and we're just like I'm the just, best role models i'm simply never gonna do that you know <laughs> like instead of like what would jesus do she's like what would aloides do i'm gonna do the opposite uh, right i'm gonna do the exact opposite she's of what smart do. she's smart she's woman. so smart she's also the Very only smart. one in her family that speaks egyptian she speaks wow. multiple languages wow i believe she's the only one in her family that can speak latin which is what the like romans would speak so she's the only one prepared that can really like everyone else is doing all this diplomatic work through translators. Yeah. And she's, she's just like, like, I understand exactly what you're saying. I don't need that. Yes. We can speak one on one. Um, At some point in her childhood. um, Her dad dies. Her. No. Well, eventually he does. But in 58 BC. So she would have been. uh, What's that? Nine plus two. Eleven to eleven ish. Twelve ish. She um, tra- probably traveled with her father to Rome on a, tr- like, he went to go ask for them to give him back his crown. Because he, like, had been kicked out by, like, factions. Just, like, I don't think it was specifically his daughter that he Just what a out, deadbeat father. But, like, the politics of the land were changing and he needed to run for his life, basically. Okay. So they, um, Her they oldest sister crowned herself Cleopatra the Sixth. While he was gone. Ooh. And then she was either like killed or died somehow. Like we don't know. And then once she died, her other older sister, Berenike, named herself Berenike, the whatever number she was. And then she got. Um, well, then. She got the big Rome, chop. Well, then Rome agreed to help Aloades get his kingdom back. Yeah. And they sent over. I think they sent over a governor of like Cyprus or something. Like a governor. Not Cyprus. But a governor of somewhere else, so like Rome wasn't specifically helping them. It was uh-huh. a governor of one of Rome's colonies was yeah. helping them. Okay. And Mark Antony led that, like, 
led uh, one of the like Calvaries to come and help. Like he so led this one of the people. Was there meet cute? It could be. There are a number of places where they could have met. And I don't know that anyone's ever really decided where it happened. There was just a point where we're like, well, they surely know each other by now. <laughs> this is <laughs> one of them. Well. They could have met either in Rome when she went with her father mm-hmm. or in Egypt because he was in Egypt helping fight. Okay. There are sources that say that like he saw her from afar because she's like a princess. So like you wow. see her walking around and thought she was beautiful. At the time, she probably would have been 14 and he probably would have been 28. That's, we're not going to talk about. There's no real indication that they had interactions, though. So I guess, I like, weirdly, I guess maybe if you see a 14-year-old and she's like a princess, <laughs> it could be unclear how old she is. Maybe. But like, but I guess also when... this is like ancient times. So like, she was married, she could have been married to him at 14 and it just is what it is. You're already marrying your sister and your cousin and your uncle. So I feel like at this point. Yeah. That also could just be what people say as like, Least isn't it romantic? Worries. They like, he saw her from afar and loved her even then. That is kind of cute. So speaking of Antony, Mark Antony was born in 83 BC. I don't know if he was born in Rome or if he was born in like one of the cities just outside of Rome, but he was born to a really important Roman family. Mm-hmm. His like father had been a really great orator or something like that. And they could oh. track their lineage all the way back to they claim to be descended from hercules that's a big claim yeah hercules big, is big claim as a side note hercules is super fun in greek mythology and just like has a bunch of children like he did marry someone and have kids and then murder them all and then married someone else later on in life Wait, and have what? kids why did he murder them all uh because hera didn't like that zeus had a kid with someone that was not her Ze- so hera zeus now hera is zeus's wife uh-huh okay they Zeus had, had a baby with a mortal, oh. which he does all the time. But like oh. this one specifically pissed her off really bad. And it was Hercules. Oh. And so she made him like go blind with rage and he murdered his whole family. Because he couldn't see them to... anymore? The rage. Oh, she made It's Zeus... like a magic thing. Yeah, go blind Hera with rage. With Her- not, not Zeus, Hercules. Wait. Hera fucked with Hercules and made him go blind with rage and kill his whole... This is not the point of he the He killed Zeus? No, he killed his wife. Oh. And his children. He, like, married a lady and this had children. This was, like, children. way later. First thing right? in his story. Almost as soon as he's introduced, but he I mean, murders like, those people. The, the woman... Way earlier... Wait, what are you talking about? The woman who gave him this rage was Zeus's wife. Hera's the queen of the gods, yeah, right? Yeah, it was Hera, right? Yes. So this is, like... She waited. She didn't just. She didn't do something I to think she Zeus. Had been, I think she had, who she was actually no, mad at. You can't do anything to Zeus. That's what's really fucked up. <laughs> right. So whole, she. That's she, her like, whole problem. She, she held on to she this to anger and like yeah. pettiness yeah. and waited till the son that she didn't like that Zeus had was like of age, I guess, to I be able to murder been, someone. I think she had been trying to kill Hercules for like a while. I mean, how hard is it to kill a baby? You saw the Disney movie. It's very difficult. Is it? I don't... I Maybe mean, I missed that part. Yeah. The they tried, they tried to... It doesn't matter. Okay. Either way, Hercules had just, like, a shit ton of children mm-hmm, that were mm-hmm. called the, like, her, the like Heraclids or whatever. Uh-huh. And, like, he had, like, 50 kids. And they all hung out together and were like, we're gonna go on quests and fix stuff like our dad. Yeah. And so he just had, like, a baseball team walking around. And then he so Anton- took a bat to all of them. <laughs> He was, I think he was a god by then. So sad. Uh, Heracles also, or Hercules also became a god. So by saying they were descendant of him, it was both 
more possible or likely because Hercules had had so many kids, right, therefore right, right. so many descendants. Yes. And also it meant that he was descendant okay. of a god. Which is like which cool. Is cool. Really in the cool world thing. When you, I guess, really believed in these gods. Yeah. Um, he was also slightly familiar uh, to Cleopatra's life. He was a drunk party boy, philanderer, just the frattiest frat boy in Rome. Loved to party. There's a story of him where he was in the Roman Senate and he needed to stand and give a speech and he stood up too fast and just puked. Who are we talking about again? Mark Antony. I know you were thinking her father. <laughs> I was. But it's not him. Um, it's the other one. But you see some Sometimes resemblance you have a type. there. You Sometimes. know, it looks like... That's what they say. They say you marry your father, right? Freud and for some had, of us, that's had just... a point. That's that, a little... Uh, you know, this is obviously way before Freud's time, but... But maybe he heard about this and was like, Cleopatra He did his history lesson. <laughs> that's what she did. He, like... <laughs> He compared himself to Dionysus. He walked, who was the god of Greek, like wine and revelry mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Checks out. Uh, On brand. And he was Caesar's like confidant and uh, a general in Caesar's army and one of Julius Caesar's close personal friends. We all and know a cousin, who Julius a Caesar cousin is. Oh, of Julius wow. Caesar. Okay. Okay. So we love Mark. He's fun guy. Fun I hot honestly, guy really do love mark <laughs> and it's a problem in my life where if like an actor has played mark antony i'm immediately just like low-key crushing you're, like i'm you're pretty great i'm all about it <laughs> like do i think that you should marry a mark antony no probably not but do but, i think uh, i probably would probably like you just friend. get sucked into there they're so fun they're so fun they're so fun they're but always then you're drunk. like they're so fun and then you go you marry them you have kids with them and then you find that you're always the bad guy in these conversations because yeah, you have you know they're you probably not parenting three. very much yeah you know they're not helping no they're the easygoing parent yes you're always bad cop yes the relation between antony and caesar also comes up in shakespeare's julius caesar play okay so shakespeare wrote a play about antony and cleopatra but he also wrote one about julius caesar that cleopatra is not in even though i think she should be but That's like whatever weird. uh he's not taking notes anymore so it is what it is when was shakespeare born What's Why would you ask me a question that, uh, a long time ago? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even, I was going to try and give you like a century. Uh, yeah. And you're like, uh, no, 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 I have no idea. He's so far Elizabethan. I'll from, give you an era. I don't know. what He's in, he's from the, Elizabeth, I don't know. That's, I honestly don't even know if he was born in the Elizabethan era or if he just like, that's AC was writing for sure. It's for sure. AC. <laughs> Although. Okay. N- we don't need to get into it, but uh, Cleopatra is probably closer in time to Shakespeare uh-huh. than she is to Moses. Oh, wow. You know what well, I mean? See, that's interesting. But it also makes sense why Shakespeare would write about her, kind of. Not really. She's but, like, fine. at least people yeah. around her. Um, the Her in Shakespeare is actually, like, a decently interesting character in that she is very complicated she's a villain in the character i could see that in a lot of ways and a lot of things that she does but she's also you fully understand where she's coming from she's also sympathetic she's also romantic and also desirable and so she's like she's a real person i think that's something really interesting about her is that she's from so long ago and has so much like propaganda around her that's been published Mm -hmm. both positive and negative but she just always feels like a real person. 
she always feels like a flawed person that you see the good and bad parts of her, which I think doesn't always happen with historical, historical figures, figures and certainly mm-hmm. rarely happens with women. A hundred. Oh, very They're painted one way or the yes, other. Very and she true. manages to be She's so nuanced and you nuanced. Know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like it. Okay. So we, uh, with Cleopatra, we're just kind of going to have to yada, yada, yada through a lot of really important parts <laughs> of her life. To Historical get to, moments. To get to her and Antony, because we're trying to focus on that. Yes. But there's so much, and I feel like that's true with anything in history, but like it's also true in relationships, mm-hmm. that the places you came from, you bring into that oh, relationship with totally you. Oh, they totally inform so how they're you important. relate. But we're yeah. going to try and yada, yada, yada as best we can. But I don't want to confuse anybody, so like... If something's going to confuse Lauren, she's going to ask a question and we're going to go through it. And I get confused easily. Yes. So, So, Cleopatra's father died in 51 BC. Okay. She was 18 at the time and was, in her father's will, named the queen with her older of her two younger brothers. Okay. Her, the older of her two younger brothers became Ptolemy the 13th and she became Cleopatra the 7th. Great. There's also um, some indications that she was actually a co-ruler with her father for a few years before he died. That would make sense. Kind of like he knew he was on the decline health-wise or something and just wanted to make sure there was not strife. Yeah. Uh, Didn't work for him, though. Oh. Because almost immediately... And she married her brother, as a side note. Just... They got married. That's... And he became Ptolemy at 13. However, he was very young. Like, I'm not sure how old he was, but he couldn't have been more than, like, 12. That's... So uh. it's not as it's not as if it was a marriage and a marriage like her parents like who were a probably sexual marriage. Yes, it is. I I do it not was... think she had sex with either of her brothers. Well, that's a good thing if that helps. Uh, it was political in nature, maybe. Yes, barely. I think yeah. she just it, it was a rule that you have to marry your brother, and so she did it. Just what a fucked up rule. Not I don't love that rule. You know, hindsight you is twenty twenty. If they just knew, if they know, <laughs> if they knew what we know today, Ptolemy the Thirteenth and Cleopatra didn't really get along. It's not super clear exactly exactly what happened, mm-hmm. but the basic concept is that her younger sister Arsinoe. Yes. And uh, her brother's, like, 13, advisors. 13. Oh. Thir- 13. 13, okay. Tell me 13. Yeah. 13's, like, advisors. Mm-hmm. And Arsenoe work together to sort of be like, Cleopatra's evil and terrible, and we should get rid of her. And they were just they jealous, did. jealous bitches. Yeah. Well, to be, <laughs> not to be fair to anyone, because it's not fair, but Cleopatra is such a good leader, as we've talked about. And her father had mm. left Egypt in such a bad place. They were in a very deep recession. There was a famine and a drought. Mm-hmm. like, And they had given so much money to Rome. And they still owed Rome money. Like, yeah. they, like, Just not a good debts. spot. Yeah. Sounds horrible. And she started, like, mm. immediately working to fix these problems. It's kind of like as soon as her father died, she's like, cool, let's clean up this mess. And so she was doing, like, great things. But she wasn't, like, ruling with her brother. It's no. not like they were in meetings together. Did the brother also want to actually fix things or was he just say? like, I want to I mean, uh, judging fuck from around and party like my dad. Truly just judging from this primarily, it's probably the latter. I probably. can't imagine. The fact that no one else in her family ever learned Egyptian, just, I just simply don't think they cared about other people. No. And why would you? I mean, yeah. right? Right. I mean, <laughs> you have not- all this power you've been telling, like, you have to think of it from their point of view is that these kids have been told 
that they're gods <clears throat> from birth from birth that from like birth. there's just simply no there's yeah. no i don't want to deal with any of them it's like so cleopatra fell so far from the tree thank god yeah and even then she still didn't fall far enough to really like no be a healthy appropriate person as we'll continue to see it's a massive tree she like it's so interesting because it's there are a lot of things she does politically that help the people and make it seem like she's a really empathetic person but to people she actually knows like her brother and her sister and stuff no mercy no no mercy it doesn't seem like family matters other than to Mm-mm. marry them to keep your bloodline also interesting pure, she just loved her her dad so much she she was her dad's favorite and she seemed really close to him yeah. Even though she, I think she probably knew he was a drunk fool. Oh, I'm sure. But like, she also loved him. So, or seemed to, I guess you don't, you can't tell how people really feel. No. But so, he seemed fun. He, I mean, he, they're fun. These people fun. are fun. Fun. Cannot not functional, but so fun. Oh, not functional at all. So her brother gathers enough forces and strength mm-hmm. that he pushes her out. She leaves the palace in Alexandria and has to kind of go in hiding. Okay. Nearby. Um, while she's kind of seemingly gathering up troops to start a civil war. How old is she at this point? She is probably 20 by now. That's true. Her father died when she was 18. All of this is happening over four, all the things that I'm going to kind of yada, yada, yada through real fast happens over about four years before Caesar shows up in Egypt. (laughs) So she's 22 by the time he shows up. So between 18 and 22, she's ruling by herself. And starts, it gets in kind of a civil war between her brother and sister. Yes, because they're jelly. Because she's so good at yeah. everything and they're not. Or, creepily enough, maybe they just wanted to be married to each other. Like, some kind of gross thing. Honestly, maybe. But then I feel like you oh. could just do that. And I think why that's do you the have first to mess ever... with Cleopatra? That's the know? first time I've ever thought that could be a reason they did that. <laughs> I truly don't think that's why. But how gross would that be that if they were just like, gross. we really want to bone, so we have to stop this. And they're like, you like, guys could have just boned. Yeah. Clearly, this family doesn't care. To, to ostracize people. Just... Go do your nasty thing. So, while Cleopatra is ruling, being kicked out, and going into hiding in Rome. So busy. In Rome. Antony is with Caesar. Okay. So, I'm going to talk about Caesar. Just know that Antony is probably, he's probably hanging out. Also in the same. Next to Caesar. You know, tents talking to him on the battlefield. Like, probably. But he's not an active role for a minute. Mm -hmm. He's just hanging out. Yeah. Uh, I will say, Julius is a great name. Julius is a great name. It's, uh, do you ever- I think it's underrated, but I really <laughs> love it. This is another side note, but I think about all these things, and I'm like, why did that name survive? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, in the ancient Greek myths that they tell, uh-huh. you have things like Theseus and Hercules, and you're like, but then there's one, he's, his name's just Jason. <laughs> like, Jason and the Argonauts, and you're just like, why is Jason the name that, like, survived? I don't know. That is super like, interesting. Oh, there are names like Medea and stuff. Like, people are still named Medea. Yeah, but, but not like, unless you're 85. But people are hella named Jason. That's like, true. Jason is everywhere. Jason has endured the test of time. And, like, Cleopatra, but his name is Mark. His name, <laughs> well, his name's not even Mark, it's Marcus. Oh. Which Marcus is a name. People yes. just are named that. There, that is a name. Mark and Marcus are yeah. very common names. But today. Octavian? Absolutely no. not. Never heard of him. No. Julius? Some people are named Julius. Some people. I wish that but name was But his daughter's name more. was Julie. You know? You know, the female version of Julius is just Julie. Well, that makes sense. And that's you a know? name that exists. So, like, why are these names still hanging out? I don't know. I want to bring Hercules back, though. I think I that's a great think name. Of the, like, Hercules. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the only thing I mean. So. While all that's happening, 
in Egypt. In Rome, they're also in the middle of a civil war. Caesar, mm-hmm. Crassus. Crassus. Is that C- his last name? Who, yeah. What's Crassus? Caesar's cannot, last name is Crassus? Truly, no, 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 no. Crassus is a different person. Oh, Crassus, entirely different guy. So okay. there's the first triumvirate, which is Caesar, Crassus, and Pompey. Okay. Um, Caesar is arguably an absolute genius politician and a very good general. Pompey is an okay politician. But also a, his name. <laughs> but a very good general. Okay. He, and he's older than Caesar. He's a fighter. So he like was already kind of established. Caesar yeah. comes from a, another really important Roman family. Pompey doesn't. Okay. And Crassus is just very rich. Oh. He's the money. Yeah. Okay. He truly is the money. And he's not that good at, at either of the at other anything. things. No, he's but he has just the money. the money. Copy. And they all get together and agree to... Triumph. Rule Rome together. Okay. Cute. Uh, with it. the Senate, obviously. Yes. This is just... With some... We're going to come together yeah. and, you know, affect policy decisions. We should be the like top. That. Yeah. And we're all going to agree. We're not going to fight. We're all... It's going to be super peaceful here in Rome. Love and Because there, there was a lot of funding before this, but that doesn't matter. They're all together hanging out. Mm-hmm. But Crassus goes to, I want to say, like, Persia or somewhere. He goes somewhere to try and conquer it. And um, it doesn't work. It doesn't go well. Because, like I said, he's not a great general. Nope. And he is killed by having molten gold poured down his throat. That I would argue that's honestly, the most exciting thing for Crassus. Right? It kind of sounds cool. Extremely painful. It's the only but... reason he's not just a footnote that he gets an actual fun fact. Because, <laughs> like... The, I when bet we, he asked for that. I'm 90% sure he asked to die like that. I don't. I truly don't think he did because that's so rough. But maybe. But maybe. The second triumvirate, there's a third there that we just, he's he's there because we have to tell you he's there. But he doesn't do anything. Because you have to have three. And that's Crassus, yeah. but Crassus is a little fun. Pompey and Caesar mm-hmm. have a falling out, right? Yes. It's mostly over. Like, there's a lot of things happening. But in large part, it's just Caesar continually wanting more power, more and more power. Mm-hmm. And the Senate and in, a, and in addition, Pompey being like, no, I don't want to give you any more power. And right. Caesar being like, well, then I'll just take it. And they're like, how dare you take that thing that we said we wouldn't give you? Civil unrest. Yes. So they're doing a civil war. Like we're not getting into the crossing of the Rubicon, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> there are other podcasts that will fully describe it. This yes. is the this is so not about caesar but this is about love he's so important that he still has to be like a 15 minute part of a podcast that's not even about him yes so caesar is defeating pompey in this civil war wait now and caesar and pompey are fighting caesar i thought pompey they were on the same side that's they're what the, i was talking about with the, with caesar, the triumph. Wanting, caesar wanting more power and oh and pompey was like him. no Pompey's one of those people yeah um, pompey's basically siding with the senate saying like we're not going to give you more power well Fuck so, Pompey. Thought we were on the same team here. I think, yeah, Caesar's like, what the fuck, dude? More power for me means more power for you. What the hell? No, it, it absolutely does not. Uh, well, it should. Well, well, that's, probably, that's probably why Pompey didn't want to do it. If they're triumphing together, I don't know how things work, but it seems crazy. You also keep saying triumphing. Like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> like a, that's a, what they're doing. That's a thing. There's a Roman triumph, but they're a part of the triumvirate. The tri part is just three. Right, right. But so they they are they're spearheading. Not, I would say they're more triumvering together instead of triumphing together. Okay, triumvering. But, but I still that's <laughs> I'm gonna let you make up a word. <laughs> Look, people are marrying their sisters. It's fine. On, like there are bigger problems in this world, guys. <laughs> Caesar is beating Pompey, and every time Caesar beats Pompey, he keeps like running. You know, Pompey he'll keep does. trying to move. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't die Makes in sense. the fight. He collects his remaining forces and moves. Yeah. So that he'll have time. Back. 
It's like a, he's I tr- I think he's trying to see it as a bit of a tactical retreat. Like, let me get far enough away to be able to gather forces. Yeah. He does that. He keeps doing that. Uh-huh. He keeps losing. Um, and then he decides because he Pompey specifically had a special relationship with the children of Ptolemy. He oh. was Ptolemy the Twelfth when he had come to Rome to ask for help. He had like stayed in. I don't know that he stayed in Pompey's village, but he like talked to Pompey and worked with Pompey. Yeah, because Pompey's just a little bit older than Caesar. Mm-hmm. While they were, uh, what's he in? It's like his thirties. Caesar is probably in his fifties by now, and then oh, Jesus, or, like forties or fifties. I really don't know. I really don't oh, know because it's man. not about Caesar, and I didn't write dates down That's for true. him. Okay, so uh, sorry. Caesar's in his 40s or 50s, and then Pompey would be in his, like, 50s or 60s. Like, I think Pompey's, like, 5, 10 yeah, years yeah. older than he's Caesar. he's an old man. Okay. But he also, we Pompey was also established before Caesar was. So uh, Pompey was well, important. that makes sense. And then Caesar became important. More important. So while, The most important. While Ptolemy Twelfth, Cleopatra's father, had come over to Rome to help, Ptolemy was important, and Caesar was off conquering Gaul. Uh-huh. So... Becoming Pom- important. Right. So Pompey talked to Aloetes... Ptolemy the Twelfth, Cleopatra's dad. Yeah, um, and had been made a guardian of his kids or something like that. Like he had been like named something specific. Yeah, yeah, like a, yeah, probably kind of like a godfather. Uh-huh. I think it was mostly symbolic, but it was like a real connection to those kids. Yeah. I don't know that he really knew the kids. Yeah, but he but like was, was like, supposed uh, to be politically connected to them. Okay, and so he decides to go to Alexandria uh-huh. to get help fighting Caesar. Okay, and so gotcha. he goes. He leaves on a boat, goes to, to Alexandria, gets on the shores, is met by people for Ptolemy the Thirteenth, because at this time Cleopatra is in hiding. Yes, she's We've, in like, like reached her timeline now. She's in hiding. Syria, or he's something. in charge. Yeah, I can't remember, and I don't want to say countries and just be like maybe not wrong. Syria, but maybe somewhere well, in that Syria, general area. Um, she's hiding. She'll she's come hiding. back soon. But she's like in all of the movies and stuff. She's literally like hiding somewhere in the desert. So. <laughs> Once you leave, and once you leave the Nile, it is kind of a lot of desert. Yeah. So. Not a lot of water. Not a ton. Deserts are known for their lack of water. Yeah. So Pompey arrives on the shores of Alexandria. And he's met by people from Ptolemy the 13th. Yes. Like, he's not met by the the kid himself. Yeah. The kid himself. He truly is, like, 10 years old. Dangerous. Like, he is a child. But he's met by people for him. And Ptolemy is like, hey, or no, Pompey is like, hey, so happy to be here. And the guy from Ptolemy the 13th just beheads Ptolemy on the beach, or Pompey on the beach. Do you think this 10-year-old man, man, boy, child, yeah. gave those orders? I think to that have... he was told to give those orders. Do you even think he had a recollection of the words he was saying? Well, I mean, I think that he... At 10 years what... old, I couldn't do anything. Mentally, really. what I think is happening is that they're sitting that 10-year-old down at the head of a table... And then having discussions and meetings. Oh, just and the with kids him, just sitting there. Just with him present. And they're deciding like things and something. then saying, is this what we should do, sire? And like nodding and being like, yes, say yes. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. on, dude. Yeah, do the thing. Yeah. Like, do I think this kid has at all any idea what he's doing? No. no. But do I think that the people advising him and influencing him decided that and therefore he decided that? Yes. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So Pompey is beheaded on the beach. By a 10-year-old. They, indirectly basically like mummify the head or whatever like they preserve the head uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and wait caesar follows pompey to alexandria uh-huh. because even though i've made you leave i can't go back to rome a hero until we've squashed this right until you're either dead or, or surrendered i get to drag you yeah. through the street 
if I leave you alive, that j- truly just it, it lets Pompey do what he wants and gives him time to make yeah. an army. Plus, also, I look like a bitch. And so. I've got the momentum here, baby. Usually it seems like when Caesar goes to Alexandria, he sends Antony to Rome. I think that that's accurate. They're basically fighting. Oh. In, uh, uh, like, he tells Antony to yeah. stay yeah. in Rome. Or go I... back to Rome. They weren't fighting in Rome. They were fighting like a hundred miles away or something like that to go back to rome and make sure to take care of caesar's interests in rome while he's taking care of egypt i think that he also tells antony and like i'm honestly a lot of the things like he tells antony and stuff i'm blaming i'm blaming it i'm basing it (laughs) off of like movies and stuff i've seen yeah so i don't know specific sources for that I'm pretty sure Antony doesn't come with Caesar to Alexandria exactly. in the first and then place. I don't think he's there. Around. I think yes. people absolutely would have mentioned that if he was there. I don't think he's there. Uh, I don't know if he's ever there. Like, I don't know if he comes for a little while and then leaves in Alexandria or not. Because Caesar's in Alexandria for like a year or something for mm-hmm. a while. But he is in Rome while Caesar goes to Alexandria. Okay. Caesar goes to Alexandria, goes into the palace, and meets Ptolemy the Thirteenth, And is like, hey, one, where's Pompey? Two... Where's your sister? He meets this 10-year-old boy. Yeah. And is like having a confrontation. This 10-year-old boy. With this 10-year-old boy. Who's been told his whole life that he's a god is now in charge of this big palace (laughs) and is actually confronted with the most powerful man in the world. Who's like 50. Yes. Five. And I say in the world, knowing full well that there are other empires happening. Like, there are other empires happening yeah. on uh, the North American continent. There's other empires happening in Asia. But as far as the Roman world is concerned, Julius Caesar is the most important person, period. And he, like, walks in to talk to period. this kid who thinks he's a god. So I'm sure that conversation went really well for all parties involved. <laughs> but he, the kid is basically like, I got Pompey right here for you. <laughs> Pulls out that hat, Boom. the pull the head, not the hat. Pulls out the full head of Pompey, thinking that Caesar will be like, "Oh my God, thank, thank you, you so much. This is the best thing to ever happen. I win, we win, we're wow. best buds." Wow, that's what he thought would happen. That did not happen. It did not happen. What happened? Pompey is was a consul of Rome. Pompey was, which is just, kind of important. Yeah, right. Pompey was also like I didn't I mean like I didn't mention this earlier. Pompey was also formally married to Caesar's daughter, Julie. It was a political marriage for political reasons. And Julie died in childbirth right before the civil war between Caesar and Pompey had started. Julie died giving birth to a child. Yeah. And the child died too. Wow. Tragic. Yeah. That is just bad. Yeah. Kind of Julia's death. Or it might have been Julie. Julia? I think it was Julie. It doesn't matter. No. Uh, Her death was kind of what solidified that Pompey and Caesar were not going to be friends anymore. Oh, but it's not like it was Pompey's fault. No, they were already kind of having a falling out. And mm. that was like the connection of that, of his that, wife like, kept and their them daughter yeah. was I'd be the like, Fuck you too. political alliance. You know it was the representation of that. It's Either way. demon sperm that killed my sister and your baby. Her, his daughter? Yeah. Who's daughter. Pompey's. Oh, you think Pompey's demon yeah, sperm? Yeah, yeah, oh, I understand. This is I, why, thought, this I didn't know Caesar, who had the demon sperm, and Pompey's then I didn't a demon know sperm. whose daughter Caesar's sister. like, we have this so why many I don't like you. sisters and brothers marrying each other, Honestly, and just, we have so much. It's probably also to, Caesar's mom. So much togetherness. Mom and sister, because yeah. they're gross. Okay, so, where are we now? What's happening? Hmm. Pompey's dead. Pompey's dead. Caesar is upset about it. Caesar is so angry. He's like incensed that you would be this disrespectful to a Roman of such renown. Just it's kind it's like almost like he was coming to kill him. Yeah, it's almost like I can make fun of my brother but you can't. Yeah. 
kind of thing where it's like I and also if Pompey would have died in battle in the Civil War that's fine normal but if Pompey would have come to to Caesar himself with no sword Caesar would not have behead him oh and he wouldn't have wanted any of his generals to do so. It's just what would he have done? Probably would have. I, they honestly, if, if Pompey would have come to him with no weapons and being like, "We got to talk," Caesar probably would have just hugged him. Well, that's a nice. It's not. They were not fighting because they hated each other personally. It was just the principle of the thing. The whole situation. I think like the whole situation. What just, a bunch like, of stupid politics. Pompey's dead. Pompey's dead. Caesar's mad. As a ten-year-old boy named. Follow Caesar's me 13. Also, I think Caesar's also just full face palming at the whole Ptolemy clan right now because he has not met Cleopatra. So all like, no. they're all stupid. They're all which is just true. Politically inept. They're children. Though. They're I all mean, some of them are actually and they're children. all like assholes. Even the ten year old. Yeah, it, probably especially that fucking ten year old. Like ten year olds <laughs> get kind of annoying anyway. And they then you add on that the fact really that he's do. in charge of everybody. Like oh, fuck god. that kid. Oh god. And so there, there also is this kind of thing where Ptolemy and the people are just kind of like, well. I get that you're mad about it, but we've now fixed your civil war. So, like, I yeah. guess you can go now. If you if you came here for Pompey, here he is. Yeah. You can leave. <laughs> and Caesar was like, no, mm, I think I'm going to stay. And I think I'm going to try and uh, fix your civil war. Yeah. And they were like, no, our civil war is fine. Like, don't even worry about ours. Yeah, like, it's not, to, it's not that big of a deal. Is, we can figure it out. It's like... They're like, oh, Cleo- you're talking about Cleop- Cleopatra? Oh, she's not here. She's probably anymore. just gonna die in the desert somewhere. Yeah, like, she's not she, even that big of a deal. She's not. And he's like, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> we'll see what happens. And Cleopatra, knowing that Caesar has come, is like high tailing it. It's entirely possible that she knew Caesar was coming. Knew her brother killed Pompey. She's a smart and bitch. knew that Caesar was going to be fucking pissed about that. Just wow! Can you imagine? Yeah, just knowing all of those things. Just She's- like hearing it all. Also hearing it all come by messenger of just like a spy <laughs> coming back to the desert and being like, "Pompey's coming," and you're like, "All right, Pompey's coming." I guess you know maybe he'll help me because yeah. I've actually met him and like. And then, like, your brother killed Pompey. And she's like, well, that's fucking stupid. Why'd he do that? <laughs> and you're like, Caesar's coming. And you're like, I understand why he did that. That's okay. so stupid. Caesar's going to be so mad. Like, I can just see her, like, just being like, this is so dumb. The messenger I- was like, Caesar's really mad. She's like, yeah. Actually, by the time the messenger was like, Caesar's really mad, she's like, I'm already on my way. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. I'm getting I'm already up in a rug right I'm now. already wrapped up in this rug here. <laughs> she comes to Caesar in a rug. Is the is the famous story that like sack. artists have done renders of. Yeah, probably more likely she's in something like a burlap sack or even like a big box. <laughs> something that it wouldn't look weird for a slave to just be walking around with. Yeah, a human sized. Yes. Okay. So she is basically presented to Caesar in this as dramatic a pat like way as possible, unraveled in, in a secret, rug. and just like ta da, jazz hands wow. comes out. She was like the OG, like busting out of a birthday cake yes. to say exactly happy exactly. birthday. Happy to birthday, your friend. Oh, it's not your birthday. Oh, oh. Well, <laughs> I should probably return the cake. And Caesar's like, no, we can keep the cake. It's my birthday. Also, you're gonna have sex with me. Yeah, that is what happened. She got in the room with Caesar and pretty much immediately seduced him. That's the understanding of everyone. That's She's all like I've heard. In her twenties, he's she, like seventy-five. Yeah, she is twenty-two. 
tops. He's not 75, but he is like in his, I think he's in his 50s. Oh, hard, hard 50s. He's probably like mid 50s right now. And he was like an army man. So he probably had like lots of scars and yeah, like he's broken bones and stuff. So I can't imagine it withered. was. Withered. Yeah. I feel like it's a, a withered. At the older same man. time though, it might be like a, like a hot 50s. Maybe. Honestly. Could be like a George Clooney 50s. You know? At this point for Cleopatra, I think she's just happy to be like with someone that's related. not like her brother. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Or her father. Just. Yeah. I do not, I'm not related to at all, so we're going to do this. You're new. (laughs) Uh, They get together, and they are, I mean, they're in a relationship. You could say a lot about whether or not it was Facebook official. You could say, like, whether or not it's a love match. I think this is a total play by Cleopatra, but. Yeah. Maybe she liked him actually a little bit. But at the same time, Caesar's so smart that he would know it was a play. And so yeah. he also decided it was worth the play. Like, oh, it's yeah. not like she might. I feel like it could be a thing where she thinks that she's manipulating, but it could just be an honest like. They're both manipulating each both other. They're going to benefit each other. Yeah. And the best way to solidify this is if we are solid. Like, if we, 100%. If we become one. Yeah. The power so, is probably sexy. <laughs> yeah. Hands. He might be hot. I don't know. I, as we've discussed, I am tragically in the Mark Antony camp. I'm tragically the frat boy and not the like. Matt's just not waiting the for this scholar. relationship to end. I, I can't yeah. wait till you get past every your Cleopatra phase. movie. I'm Cleopatra. just like, I'm just like the first hour being like, this is fun, and then oh, he's here. Hello, welcome to the party, Mark. So in uh, he arrives in Egypt in 48 BC. Just to get us some years back in this. In 48 BC, Pompey flees to Egypt and Caesar follows him. And he's killed. And, and then... meets Cleopatra. That's what that's when all this is happening is around 48 BC. Because mm-hmm. in 40... And then after he picks Cleopatra, Ptolemy the 13th is like unacceptable. This is unacceptable. You were supposed to pick me. He's still 10, right? I gave you that well, maybe head. He's and now you're now. like, I gave you the head of your greatest enemy and you're going to have sex with my greatest enemy. And Caesar's like, 100%. That's which exactly is, what's going to happen. Which is his sister. And yeah, which is my wife's sister. Sister wife. The mm-hmm. sister that I'm married to. Not the sister that I'm not married to. 13? Is helping me out. 13. This is 13. Ptolemy. Ptolemy the 13th. Is Cleopatra's actual sibling. Brother. Her little brother. Yes. Yes. But he, they hate each other. Technically, probably her half brother. Not that that makes it that much better. Really? Yeah, because she was probably the daughter of his first wife, which is Cleopatra the... Oh, the like, sixth. The fourth. Oh. The fifth. The fifth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then the boys were the child of the, of the other second mother. wife. Gotcha. Doesn't make that much of a difference. No. We also don't all, know. Also, all probably related. Yeah, so. true. True, true, true. So, um... In 47 BC, they had sort of squashed. There was more battles that happened. And at some point, Caesar lit fire to like all of the ships in the harbor. All of the like warships. And And Cleopatra was by his side during all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the thing of it is, is that she was there for sure. Was she actively making decisions? I don't know. But was she stopping anything? No. No. But could she? Was she? No. Could she? I don't know. She's a smart cookie. She probably she could have like cookie, seduced so him into making a different decision. He's smarter and like he I don't know that he's smarter than her, but he is far more powerful. Yeah. And um doesn't necessarily treat her like she's an equal. 
Okay. She's, Ooh, she's I don't like that. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, not like not an equal in like a super negative sense, but in a, in a classic older man, younger woman kind of, of situation. Course, of course. Okay. Well, now it makes, now it makes sense. You know, so. He's 60. She's 20. Why would he listen to her at all? Yeah. I mean, like, I'll listen to you, but if I don't like what you're saying, we're not going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to take you seriously. You're just uh, arm candy. It's entirely possible that he, the fire that he started in the harbor is what burned down the Library of Alexandria, which is a tragic thing. There's lots of information there. No, it's that, like well, gone. That we probably could have had. Probably. Like, there are things that will probably, that are big mysteries in the world that we'll never be able to figure out. Well, because it was in that fuck fucking library Caesar. and they burned the last mm-hmm. copy. So in 47 BC, the civil war had pretty much ended. Ptolemy the 13th died. Um, most of the movies and images have him drowning in like a bog. What is that? Water. Oh, like a swamp like kind of. Oh, OK. Area. OK. Yeah. Like a lake. Probably by the Nile. Like just sort of he dies yeah. in battle. I think he kind of gets shot down. Um, so in 47... Poor little boy. Yeah, whatever. He died when he was like 15, I think. A hell of a god, I guess. Sure. I We've never checked his age. We just keep calling him 10. <laughs> he uh, doesn't age. He's forever a child. He's, he's a little boy. Well, yeah, for now he is. So that leaves Arsinoe, her sister, who had conspired against her. Hate her name. And her youngest brother. Who is Ptolemy, Ptolemy 14. Ptolemy. In 47, he sets up, he names Cleopatra the queen... And marry, makes her marry her youngest brother, Who? Ptolemy the Fourteenth. Caesar does this. Caesar, 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 Caesar does that. What? <laughs> yeah. So after the Civil War ends, and her after, Who Ptolemy, Who after won? Ptolemy the Thirteenth dies, yeah. Caesar names Cleopatra and her youngest brother co-rulers of Egypt. Okay, and but naturally and that married. means they have to get married because yeah. You can't rule something and not be married. I mean, makes him get married. married implies that he's, like, holding them and, like, making them say stuff. But he basically does. He's responsible for them having to get married. In all, Again, in all of the Cleopatra movies, she is mad about this. She doesn't want to do it. Completely makes sense. Yeah. She uh, would, you ever would much prefer to marry Caesar, but Caesar's already married. They're so. also dating and having sexual relations. And, and now a baby. He's just like... Because that same year in 47 BC, they have a son. His name is Ptolemy Caesar. Uh, he goes by the name Ugh, Caesarian. Just all that, that entire name sequence yeah. is bad, but, uh. I don't mind Ptolemy, but I think that's just because I'm very uh, used to it. No, I don't like Ptolemy. Yeah. We I already said I can, love Julius, so. cannot overstate how much I love Cleopatra and how long. Her name or life, her person? Her, okay. Her whole thing. Her, her whole thing. Yeah. Everything to do with her. She's great. it. I. Like, it was definitely a phase I went through in middle school and early <laughs> high school. I have, like, the movies that I like of her, I've seen a bajillion times. So, like, I tried really hard in my research in this to make sure that what I was saying was actual fact and not just, like, well, in the movie they did this. Yeah. But just to give you context and, like, visuals. Question. It, yes. Ten things I hate about you. Does yeah. that have anything to do with Cleopatra? No. Okay. Ten things I hate about you is... Uh, is that Shakespeare? I can do a six degrees of ten things I hate about you if you want. Uh, to Shakespeare. Like, yes. Ten I thought it was like Shakespeare. directly related. Of, no, it's based off Taming of the Shrew. Who? Taming of the Shrew. I don't know. What? Say it again. Slower. Taming. Taming of, of the, shrew. the Shrew. What? That is that a title is I'm familiar with. That is Shakespeare, Shakespeare wrote play. that? Okay. Shakespeare did write So that. that's very one-to-one math. Yeah. Uh, 
kind of i guess i mean also if it helps so the 1963 cleopatra movie has elizabeth taylor and richard burton in it uh-huh that's where they met and like fell in love and had their super their own super famous love affair that we could we're not going to but like no. we could not this season season two but we could in theory cover on the podcast stay tuned and they did taming of the shrew also they like they were in mm-hmm. where the two of them played the lead actors in wow good for them good for them yeah love is love let's go okay Sorry for derailing. <laughs> Continue. She marries her brother again. Sick. And they have their son. And then... They have a son. They have their son. That means and- they had sex. Yeah. I'm disgusted. Not her brother. Her and Caesar. I thought her and her brother had a baby. No. Well, mm. to be fair, she is married to her brother when she gives birth to this baby. But it's named Ptolemy mm. Caesar and called Little Caesar. And everyone mm. knows that she's only fucking Caesar. Mm. So it is Caesar's baby. Okay. And I'm pretty sure Caesar claims this baby. Okay. It's also Caesar's only son. Wow. Because he had... How did and he his go his whole other... life without having another child? Uh, Lots of stillborns. Lots of girls. Uh. Not lots of girls. But lots of stillborns. And then the only one that survived to adulthood was a girl who died in childbirth. Wait. Ju- like the, oh, yeah. That's the only one of his children that like made it to adulthood. And then, I think. Pompey's dirty demon sperm killed her. Sorry about that. R.I.P. Yeah, it's rough out there. After all of that, after he fixes the Civil War, he basically like goes back to Rome. It's kind of like, well, I've solved your problem. I have to go. I have worked so hard to win this Civil War in Rome. And now I need to go back and actually like. I have to go. Be in charge of Rome. Like I fought so hard to be. Yeah. And leaves Cleopatra in like 46 BC-ish. Well, she comes to visit him in 46. I'm not sure if he left in 47 or in 46. Uh, I'm also not sure if he left before the son was like born or not. Oh, her son. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because like, again, in the movies, they, they flip around these events, like the timings of all this stuff. And make I couldn't, I couldn't make get, it up. I couldn't really find any real dates because they move, they again move the dates around a lot. But the basic thing is she came to visit Caesar in Rome from 46 BC to 44 BC. Okay. Two years. Yeah. Well, it takes a long time to travel. Oh, takes a year? It takes, well, no, it takes a long time to travel. So you're not going to go back. Like you might as well stay a while. Oh, yeah. Because it yes, took yes, you so yes, long. Yes. To you're get not here. just going for a I weekend think it trip. It takes like six months to get there, though. Ridiculous. I would never move anywhere. And the way you get there is a big old boat that yeah. you just got to like also get sail across the Mediterranean. Crazy seasickness. So, yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm not, not surviving. Happening. So we can say firmly that by 46 BC, she knows Mark Antony. They've met. They for sure met by now because he's also in Rome and he's Caesar's closest confidant and like best friend. So he's for sure coming over. Yes. So Mm. it's very clear that at this point, they not only have like met, but they know each other. They're familiar with each other. Mm -hmm. They're romantic and you could definitely say that like- They've just been pining. Yeah, sparks are flying and like he could definitely be pining for her. I mean, he is currently married to someone else. What a shitty friend, Mark. He's doing his best. <laughs> it's not his fault. That's true. You can't you can't hide love. You can't stop yeah. it. It grows um, where it grows. Caesar is assassinated in 44 BC. Uh, so sad. We don't need to go over it. R.I.P. Uh, Caesar. Stabby stab. Brutus it was, sucks. It was violent. It was rough. Rough. It was very rough. After he died, there was obviously, or I guess maybe not obviously, but there was a, another Roman civil war. There's a void. Between that the needs people to be who filled. assassinated Caesar. And the people who were still supported of Caesar. Mark. So that is where Mark Antony, Caesar's BFF. Yes. And Octavian, Octavian. who is Caesar's Actual adoptive child. son. He's Ooh. actually Caesar's nephew. Oh. Or maybe even his great nephew. I think it's his niece's. Child? Yeah. Like his sister's daughter's son. I thought his sister died. Caesar's sister? Yeah. No. 
Whose sister died? Oh, that to Pompey. Caesar's daughter. Daughter. That was his daughter. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. Caesar's sister yeah. had a, a different daughter. Her name was right. Adia. Not had, that that really matters. Had A-T-I-A. Had a, had a baby. She had a baby. She lived. She grew up. She, yeah, she died of, I think, old age. Well, that's beautiful. Uh, She had a son whose name was Octavian. And that is and Caesar's in, nephew. In Caesar's will, after he was assassinated, there was no mentor, mention of Caesarian. He left everything to Octavian, including probably the most important, like his, he had money and stuff. And so it was nice to leave him the money, but he left in the name Caesar. He was Caesar's Um, mayor. It's a good, I mean, it's a solid name. It's an important name. It's much better than Ptolemy. It is what it is. (laughs) So Mark Antony and Octavian joined together to fight the people who assassinated Caesar. This. They also join up with um, a guy named Lepidus, who... hate that name. In most of the Cleopatra movies, he is he has, like, no lines. Irrelevant. He's just sitting there. Just an irrelevant man. In the HBO show Rome, which obviously focuses more on Rome than it does on Cleopatra, but because she's yeah. so intertwined in anything, she shows up a few times. In Rome, he... I mean, it seems like it's kind of just, like, Antony and, Antony and Octavian are opposite sides of the spectrum. Antony is crazy party boy, and... Octavian is very sterile, buttoned very up, like rule following, stick up the butt. Uh, yes. If you put a coal up his butt, you pull up a diamond. He is wow. so uptight. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. He, <laughs> I hate Octavian so much, but it's kind of like these two people don't mesh. And yeah. so Lepidus is kind of in the middle. He's just like, like, he's a, he's a calming force. Someone that like can take the things. Yeah, if they're fighting over something, he can just take, he can just take it. Them fine. together. Okay. So they all work together. They defeat the people who killed Caesar and are now in charge of Rome. And they Love form, it. They form the second triumvirate. Redemption. Triumphing. They are triumphing again. Triumvirate. You're triumph- really ignoring that V letter ring. and making it a PH. I just think of triumph. I know. I mean, that's Latin for you. Right? They, they have a bunch of the same words. Yeah, triumph. Like the, the triumph word. in, yes. was it Paris, France? One of those places. Right? The little like monument. The Arc de Triumph. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a Roman triumph, as a side note, is kind of important to Cleopatra story too. Uh-huh. Um, anytime a Roman general would have a really major victory, kind of like when Caesar conquered Gaul or something like that, uh-huh, uh-huh. he would have a big parade that uh-huh. was called a triumph uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. that celebrated the person celebrate like it would celebrate Caesar, yeah. and they would bring the person that they, that they conquered, yeah. Through the triumph. Drag them through the streets. Yes. Again, the show Rome has a like a, a really good example of what I think a triumph might actually have looked That's like. a literal dragging. And yeah. maybe probably well, where that phrase so, comes from. Fair, modern day. No, they actually did drag people. That is a side note. That was actually a form of torture where they tied you to a horse and dragged you. Well, there's been this, a lot of actual draggings you, in so, history. Like dragging is kind of a different word. Like sometimes they might have dragged you through the street, but other times they might have like put you on a float and um. had you carried like well, that seems kind of nice. Yeah, but then they kill you. Oh, okay. And you're also in chains. That's And not... you're also being jeered at and, like, they're throwing tomatoes at you. Like, it's the That's crowd nice. being like, ha-ha, fuck you, we yeah, won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I take Cleopatra that. for sure had seen a Roman triumph and the sort of barbarity of it. That's the thing with Rome is that they're very, like, uptight and have all these stupid rules, but they're also fucking barbarians. Like, they're so... The Colosseum, which doesn't exist yet, but like it's, they're so violent and mean and just, they're such hypocrites. You know? Anyway. Such opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. She definitely saw a Roman triumph because Caesar had one while she was there visiting him Mm -hmm. and her sister Arsinoe was in it. Wow. And she she threw tomatoes at her sister because that's how much she cares about family. Yeah. 
I don't know that she threw the tomato, but she had seen it. She had seen the sort of embarrassing. Probably laughed and jeered. Gross display of a Roman triumph and like what happens when Rome conquers you. Yeah. So. It's not great. Not great. Um, the second triumvirate is where we were. Yes. Uh, which is Caesar. No. Yes. Octavian, Octavian Caesar. And yeah. Lepidus. Lepidus. And, uh, and Antony. And in Antony. honestly, more than one of the movies that depict this situation have the three people in the triumvirate basically be like, well, we don't necessarily get along. So we can't rule together. It's not like with Pompey Crassus and Caesar, where they all tried to all be in Rome together, making decisions and like, like friends. Yeah. Like they put up a united front. Yeah. They were like, we can't do that. It's not going to, well, it's just not going to be feasible. It's not going to hold on. Like, look what happened in the first one. They all started fighting and there was another civil war. Yeah. So they decided to just geographically kind of split up the empire. Honestly, and makes sense. Each person be responsible for their area. I'm into and it. So in the movies where this happens, they have like, and a map of the Roman Empire and they just sort of rip just it into three pieces. Darts. <laughs> and at least one of them, Antony like takes a sword and just cuts out, like carves it up and hands pieces to people. And you're uh-huh. like, that's, I hope that's what happens. Cause it seems go. like a very efficient way. <laughs> um, Here and you go. Antony chose to take the East, which was where all of the money was. Smart. Yeah. Smart, smart, smart. Um, but they all agreed to split everything that was taxed in a treasury. Like, they uh, all agreed to do that, yeah. I guess, which I think was stupid. But that was probably the only way to get that area. That's true. Was to agree to split the money. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that Anthony was like, we'll split the money. And then was like, We're not I don't give a fuck about you I'm bitches. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to keep, I'm going to take a little bit extra off the top. all of my money. Um, Octavian got Rome. Which, in my opinion, was like probably one of Antony's like first mistakes, I guess. Although, to be fair, if he would, if Antony would have taken Rome, they probably he probably wouldn't have gotten with Cleopatra. You know? Oh, this could be a whole different story. Man. Yeah, Octavian okay. took Rome, which really meant that Octavian had control <gasps> of all of the citizens. You know what I just politics. thought about? Yeah, is the reason that what's his face Mark chose. Mark. <laughs> Egypt. Sure, sure, we could say for the money or the East. Yeah. He's for money and like the resources or whatever. It was because deep down he yeah. knew Cleopatra was there. It could be because and he, he was loved like her. I'm gonna have my money yeah. and my bay too. Yeah. Look at that. Huh? That's my that's what I believe. <laughs> um so well, he's fourteen years older than Cleopatra. Oh, he's like another Caesar. God. No, Caesar was like twenty five years older than Cleopatra. Oh. Uh, I thought okay. we talked about this. Probably. Forty five. So she's probably in her mid twenties right now. Mm-hmm. He's probably in his late thirties. We said fourteen. Yeah. So if she's twenty five. Thirty five. He's thirty nine. Forty okay. So he's like forty. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, so they split it up and Lepidus is given Gaul because nobody wants Gaul. Yes. And he's just like, thanks for mm-hmm. this. So happy to be here. We're really working together. Great, guys. By 41 BC, Antony is in Tarsus, which is more east, but it's not quite to Egypt, basically. Yeah. And he's fully set up. He's got the nice house. He's like fixing stuff, collecting taxes, righting some wrongs, mm-hmm. all that crap. Yeah, he's doing his job. And he's like, hey, remember that civil war that we had? How come Cleopatra didn't send anything to help? Because uh, she probably should have sent us some troops to help this she, out. He's just thinking about her. He was like, he prob- yeah. how can I? He probably should have, you know, 
How can I see her in person? Fighting to avenge the death of the father of her child. Like, maybe she should have helped us. I should ask her what's up. You know? (laughs) So he sends for her. I should slide in her DMs. I wonder what Cleopatra's been up to. I'm going to slide in her Uh, DMs. What's a good reason for me to talk to her right now? Like Quintilius or whatever Uh. the guy's name is. And sent an invoice to like ask her to come. He's like, go bring her over here. And he's like, you got it, dude. She's been ducking me and I'm trying, and he goes, I'm trying to see what's up. He goes over to Egypt and he's like, Cleopatra, Antony would really like you to come to Tarsus and talk to him. And she's like, Prince William, what the fuck? <laughs> who do you think I am? I, I run this shit. Right? You think I'm going to go to some man who's sending for me? Yeah. I send for people. Okay. And they're just like, yeah, he's cute. Yeah, he's incredibly <laughs> handsome. Yeah, he's like athletic. And I like dated fun Caesar. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like in charge of Rome now. <laughs> yeah, there's always been this sort of unspoken sexual tension between but us. But I'm in charge of Egypt but, like, and I've been to Rome. So I'm not just going to show up because, I mean, like, did he say it was cute? What else did he say? Yeah. So she is, she gives him an attitude, but then she makes this big barge. She like, it's a, this huge ship. I said barge. This huge ship uh, no. that like. This seems so in, Cleopatra. In paintings has been like portrayed as if it's real gold. It's probably not. I can't imagine gold floats. No. They're um, not great engineers sure. back then either to like build anything. Of- Actually, the there's a lighthouse in Alexandria. Uh-huh. That is also one of the seven wonders of the world that they use mirrors, like polished bronze or whatever to bounce light off of so that they could light it even in like, obviously in the dark when you need light, but they could just light it from the bottom and it would bounce all the light Uh, off and shoot out. They were pretty, I mean, like, that's, that's kind of ingenious. Good for their time. No one's making Wi-Fi here, but like, they're doing their best. (laughs) Uh, no one's powering anything with electricity. Yeah. But There's no fine. electricity yet. No, 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 no kites with no keys on anything. Though. Yes. So she takes her barge, she which is even though it's not like gold, Noah, it is like that's an ark without the animals. That's yeah. the same concept. Uh, it's got dancers and it's got people all over the place. It's like a modern day silk. yacht party. It is the craziest yacht party. Like Jeff Bezos couldn't even wow. match this yacht party. Wow. It is insane. You hear that, Jeff? You're getting done up by cleopatra yeah, go right get now. go get a barge and we'll see <laughs> there's also the rumor is that when she got close to tarsus she like halved the number of rowers oh. so that the barge would start going real she did a slow mo in real yeah. life I just row. let's give the people wow. a lot of time to take in this view and cleopatra they did was that bitch. it's like it's as if Antony was in a meeting with all of his generals and important people. Like, there were 20 people in this meeting. And then they just start hearing yelling and, like, cheering out on like, the street. And they go check uh, and she showed up and they all leave. And he's, like, alone in this meeting being like, what the my fuck? my God. Who is, what is I can't go right look because I'll look pathetic, guys. <laughs> Someone come back and tell me what's going on. Yeah. Someone do a real quick painting of it because uh, we yeah. can't take a quick photo. You can't Snapchat it to me, but I need to know what this fucking uh, looks like. Someone. And she, Quintilius, so he, come here. Yeah, he sends over Quintilius, or he sends an envoy basically to be like, so glad you're here. Come on down. We'll like have dinner. It'll be great. And she's like, I'm not coming down. Wow. Not even going to get off the boat. I'm not getting off this boat. And why like, should she? Why should she? And there's like you're not getting off the boat. Clearly. And her and it's also not Cleopatra. It's like a like it's two people. It's two that are just talking, talking for. Her. <laughs> and she's like, and the person's basically like, well, 
Like, it's a really good scene in the Cleopatra movie with Elizabeth Taylor where the guy mm-hmm. is just like, oh, no, 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 no. You are standing on Tarsus. <laughs> I, on this boat, I'm on Egypt. So, so if Antony wants to come and talk to Cleopatra, he can come to Egypt. That's true. We brought you Egypt, so you might as well take the last five steps. <laughs> Cleopatra's like, I'm not going any further here. Cleopatra's like, I am living in pettiness. And Antony's like, you know what? Honestly, she seems like she's being a little extra right now but i kind of like it i'm kind of actually really into this i'm not you know what there's only so much fighting you can do i'm getting (laughs) on that boat also the boat looks really cool the boat looks so cool and you know that there's like a below deck area that's just to die for (laughs) and so they go they have a huge feast wow huge feast like gold plates gold i don't think they have forks i'm pretty no, sure i don't know if forks exist or ladles, not, but there's at the very least spoons. spoons gold spoons there's gold spoons there's gold, gold goblets they could just stab there's shit a, with. a story i think it's a few nights later but there's a story where she's basically saying that she can have a meal cost ten thousand sisterches which is like a bajillion dollars basically oh jesus and Anthony's like no you can't and she's like 100 <laughs> percent, i can do it yes i can and he's like i don't okay and then they have the feast. I don't care. And at the end, she's like, there you go. And he's like, well, yeah, it's been a really nice feast, but it's probably only worth like a thousand. Like, it's like, yeah. it's expensive. It's more expensive than any feast anyone should really pay for, right. arguably. <laughs> but like, it's it's a crazy It doesn't cost feast. as much as you said it does. But it's not that much. She goes, oh, really? Okay. And so she takes out her pearl earring. Uh-huh. And at the time, pearls were the most valuable thing. <gasps> Like still I don't, kind of are. I don't know if diamonds were even like available, or I think no, probably you had gemstones and stuff. Maybe, but pearls were so valuable. Like I cannot overstate it. She took out a big ass pearl earring, just chucks it in the ocean, and then dropped it in her goblet, which apparently was full of uh, vinegar, which apparently can dissolve a pearl, and then she drank it. Therefore, drinking something that's basically worth that much money. Uh, yeah. I get, I, I get the point that she's trying to make. However. But also, that could not have tasted good at all. Also, that's not possible. And maybe you die. Vinegar can't dissolve a pearl no. instantly. It probably can't dissolve a pearl at Ever. all. The beliefs are probably that she either palmed it and didn't actually put it in there. She was like, and then didn't she threw or it away. she just swallowed it and knew they could pluck it out of her poop wow not her but someone uh, yes someone without the option to say she no, didn't even wipe her ass when she pooped she had no. someone to do that for her yeah. so uh it was a big crazy uh party. big crazy boat party and then once the party was over she was like why don't you just go ahead and take all these gold I had, like a lot of sexual tension wow yeah pretty much she's a boss um, ass bitch they, i love it I mean, like, did they bone the night of the first party? Probably. Maybe. I mean, they. I would have. <laughs> or on that boat. Right all on that this, boat. Actually, while dinner is happening, up, I would have been like, come yeah. here. Come all of straddle this made me. made up sexual tension that I've made into this story. <laughs> 
And they finally are both like technically he's still married. Like we're not letting that go. No. But sh- there's no reason. But she's married too to, to her brother, nonetheless. I think her brother. I think she killed her brother as soon as she got back after Caesar was dead. Oh, I am pretty well. sure Caesar was the reason she just like didn't kill these people because he didn't want her to. And as soon as he was gone, she was like, and I boom. I don't give a fuck about any and of you. you're dead. How about no? I don't want to be married to you anymore. I never Die. wanted to be married to you. Don't you remember two hours ago in this movie when I said I was annoyed about this? <laughs> so they pretty much started their affair there. She left Tarsus and he didn't immediately follow her, but he pretty much immediately, like he followed shortly after her to go yeah. to Egypt to see her. So um, cute. We love the it. People of Egypt actually liked Antony a lot more than Caesar. Why is that? Caesar came into Alexandria with big old warships and oh, started yeah, a whole yeah, bunch yeah, of fights yeah, 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 and unrest yes. as soon as he showed up. An aggressive Antony had Ares, come to probably. Egypt. Yes. <laughs> Antony had come to Egypt before, remember, a long time ago, and he had helped them. And I think mm. he had actually, like, gotten a reputation in Egypt because he had, like, helped some people not be assassinated. Um, like, some people that, like, he basically vouched for some people. Okay. So they gotcha, didn't die. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes. And overall, nice he's, man. he's a pretty respectful guy. He, like, would... He's happy to go worship your gods and hang out. Yeah. And he's just fun. I can't overstate this. <laughs> Anthony's just so fun. Uh, okay. He seems nice. I like him. Yeah. He's an idiot, but he's so fun. Yeah. Well, you can't have both. Yeah. So. I mean, you can, but... <laughs> He uh, had the Roman authority to give back to her land that her father had given to Rome for help. Decades ago. So that was also very positive for people in Egypt that he was helping make whole the things that Aloetes had fucked up. Because he was a drunk. So dumb. He was so dumb. Just drank so much. Yes. Oh, also, almost as soon as her and Antony get together... She is Antony Executor sent away, who has, after running through the triumph in Rome, had been sent to exile in some island. <laughs> in these ways, Cleopatra is a cold-hearted, cold, cold-blooded bitch. for sure. Just, just for sure, whacking off family members left and right. Yes, this is all around forty-one BC. Not sure if we've said dates yet or not. Like said dates mm. recently. Yeah, she had money and ships and troops that she gave to him in his attempts to expand the empire. She that's gave also to Mark? a big yeah. She gave to Mark. Okay, that's a big thing with Romans where they just fucking love expanding this empire. They do. That's how so many people got big and like that's what happened with Is that Caesar. How it fell. Because it got too big. This is kind of no. off topic, but... Well, the Roman Republic falls because of it. Off tape. We're going to yes, get to that. Yes. It falls in this episode. The Roman, the Roman Empire Roman. in general falls. Um, because... At some point, the Roman Empire falls, I believe, because of the Gauls. Wow. Come from behind. I know. Fucking victory there. And the, I, I hope Lesifus is just fl- like, yeah, I fuck you, bitches. I can't remember. <laughs> it's either the Gauls or it's the, um, the Huns. I think it might be... <gasps> Is this where Mulan comes in? Like Attila? Yeah. No, not Mulan. She's she's vibing. She's just there. Yeah. I okay. pretty it might be Attila the Hunt, but I can't remember. But he's in that movie. Attila is not the person that she fights in the movie Mulan. Who does she fight in? There? His name's like Sean New? Sean I don't know. In the original it's Disney not, movie, it's they're not definitely Attila the Hun, okay. it, they are the Huns. Well they fucked that up then. But it's not Attila. Oh, it's I mean? just a different Hun. I honestly don't know the timeline of Mulan in history. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. That's episode season two. Who did she fall in love with? Nobody. I wish. I wish. Actually. Actually, (laughs) In that movie. I don't don't know anything about real history, but in the movie, she definitely has a love interest. 
In the myths, because she's kind of a Robin Hood-like creature, I don't, a creature, a Robin Hood-like person, I'm not sure if they've really decided if she's historical or not. I can't uh, remember. She could just be made up. But in the myth, she actually falls for uh, another soldier. Like, someone that's of the same rank as her. Oh, on her side. Yeah. And he just so doesn't care. (laughs) (laughs) When it's revealed that she's, like, a woman, he's like, Uh. oh, cool. (laughs) That's great. I guess I'm not gay. That makes more sense. (laughs) That's why you're so pretty. (laughs) Okay. I love it. So, he was gone from 40 BC to 37. Fighting. Antony was gone uh from uh Alexandria from 40 BC to 37. Mo- um, they did write letters back and forth, which cute. I mean, like, love. So cute. Oh, my God. We love a letter. Do you like me? Yes or no? Check. We love a love Check letter. yes or no. I just killed. <laughs> I just killed your sister for you. Today. Thank you so much. It's so good to finally shut that bitch up. Oh, my God. And he's like, damn, Cleopatra, <laughs> who are you killing? <laughs> I, so they, he's trying to win more space, basically. And he's not doing mm-hmm. great. No, not great. Now, as I've said before, Antony is currently married. Yes. To his a wife, different lady, Fulvia, not Cleopatra. His wife, Fulvia, also tries to start a coup. An atrocious name. That does not work. We're going to super yada, yada, yada this, but she's mm-hmm. basically tries to start a coup. It doesn't work, but it does piss off Octavian. And in order to prove that he like wasn't a part of this, Antony has to go back to Rome. Wow. So he goes back to Rome. At Set around- up by her wife. Yeah. At around this time that he's also gone, he's also leaving Cleopatra while she's pregnant with twins. She has, they have two kids together in 40 BC, Alexander Aww. Helios and Cleopatra Selene II. Also Alexander I is know. a name. Has really Alexander's brand new in endured. this family line for a while, but it's clearly named after Alexander the Great. Yeah, you're right. Alexander has survived the whole time. Yeah. Even from Alexander the Great, which is like... I bet that's because he was so great. And so they just kept naming people after him. Anyway, in order to make up with Octavian, his wife Fulvia is exiled after the coup and she dies of an illness. She's a jealous bitch. I tried to find out if she was like murdered because it seemed real convenient that she just died right then. But she just... As far as I can tell, she just died. She got like a disease and died. In order to make up with Octavian, he agrees to marry Octavian's sister, Octavia... For just messy, messy political reasons, messy, messy, messy. And he's actually like with Octavia from 39 to 36 BC, so for like about three years. And this whole time, two kids, two little girls named both named Antonia. Cleopatra is just stewing. She and every movie, she's so pissed. Of course, she is. And she's heartbroken. Any normal person would be. Sometimes she's like having, they like do scenes where like she's thinking about him and Alexandria and he's thinking about her in Rome and just like wishing they could be together. Wow. Well, it's always put forth. He fucked that up so much. Yeah, but it's always put forth as this sort of thing that he was talked into or backed into in the like. If you really mean it, if you really want to save this uh, triumvirate, you will ma- like. Well, considering what happens, it seems all yeah for naught. And it's the stupid Roman thing of like, well, he's Roman, so he couldn't marry her. She's uh, other. She's Cleopatra? different from us. Yeah, he yeah. has to marry a good. They're kind of racist. Yeah, they're yeah. kind of fucking suck. But over time, because again, Octavian and Antony do not get along. No, just don't. They they no. are not. Never have. Never will. Not vibing at all. And so. They, um, uh, in... Which is why it seems even weirder that Mark would want to, like, tie himself into that bloodline even further. 
I don't think he wanted to. It's just like, we don't even, we don't, I don't like you, man. Yeah. Why would you, why do you want me around more? I think it's like nothing against Octavia, but I think he did not want this marriage. Like, it's not something he he wanted to do. But I'm like, even on the Octavian side, he's like, I don't like you. Why, why do I want you around more? Why do I want you to marry someone in my family? Didn't want uh, Egypt to have the kind of power that, Cleopatra's trying to give it. Oh, I think he could Mark, see. Yeah, I think mm-hmm, he could mm-hmm, see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that she was a asking smart for whippersnapper. Things. Yeah, she was asking Antony for things, and he was giving them to her. They were working together to make Egypt more powerful, and yeah. that is not something that Octavian wanted. Ooh. Antony, however, is just vibing. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> whatever. I don't care. I'm trying to keep the peace. I love her. <laughs> so eventually, he leaves because they don't. They just don't get along. He leaves Rome. I don't have any real specific reason. Like him and, and his a lot wife of the, don't give along. Him and Octavia. Uh, hey, Octavia seems fine. She's just she's she's fine. there, but yeah. Mark and they really don't in Rome. They really don't care what women think and don't ask them for their opinion. Seems so like that's fucking that's rude. A global, yeah, a global except in Egypt apparently because she's in charge of that right. bitch. But Cleopatra was the only one, that's wasn't true. she? I don't, yeah. She well, um, Egypt actually has a couple of instances of female pharaohs that are oh. badass and super cool wow and just as a full real quick tangent shout out to egypt yeah we there are a lot of uh complaints happening that i think are fully justified and stuff about cleopatra's like representation and who should really be like playing her like what uh, race she should mm-hmm, be and stuff mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and i think that's a really fair argument and we can keep having it we don't know what race cleopatra is there are people who think that she for sure is uh, more Egyptian and for sure should be played by a person of color. And then there are people thinking, well, her family's super inbred and her family is Greek. So probably she's Greek. Probably she's white. You know, we don't know. Don't know. We'll and, never know. But even more than that, I think that we should really focus on why are we only making movies about Cleopatra? Like, why do I have like eight movies yeah. of her? But there's none of Hepsetshit, who was, I might have pronounced that really badly, but there's no none of Nefertiti, who were, I have heard that name before. Yeah. They're, She's dope. They were both pharaohs uh, of Egypt. There might be some of Nefertiti. Of Egypt. You think? I don't think there are. Maybe not that are like solely none, on well, her, but she's like in things. There's certainly none with Elizabeth Taylor. Like, you know what I mean? There's none of that level. Like, there's no blockbuster movies oh, that they're right. making off of it. And yes. I think that no. like. That's because. There's so much more to Egyptian history than just Cleopatra. (laughs) And I know that we're we're kind of a part of the problem right now by covering her, I guess. But uh, we got other episodes. Yeah, I think the problem is less uh, what race is Cleopatra and more why is the only Egyptian queen that we're talking about the one that's so westernized. Yeah. That she's told through such a Roman story. But that's not about love. (laughs) It's not. It's a different conversation. But I just think it's a valuable thing to be said. It is. So he goes back to Cleopatra in 36 BC. That's also the same year that they have their last child, Ptolemy Philadelphus. He's a little boy. So Cleopatra has four children. One one with Caesar, three with Antony. This time he's coming back. He gave her more land and more power which is something that Octavian used against Antony in some propaganda. Once yeah. Antony left, smear campaign. It seemed like probably they were heading towards civil war, 
But it was both Antony and Octavian being like, I'm not going to start it. You start it. Because it's not good to start a civil war. No. The people of Rome don't want civil wars. Why would they want that? And so they want like... Peace and love and tranquility. If you're going to start a civil war, you have to have a really good reason. There has to be a villain. And since Octavian is in Rome, the villain's going to be Antony. So he needs to make Antony into a villain. Yeah. And so he, and Octavian's using these things to do it. And I will say it was very hard for Antony. I mean, it was very hard for Octavian to make Antony into a villain because Antony, so likable. So sweet. So fun. So fun. I don't know that he's sweet, but he's so fun. He's fun. And and everyone in Rome is like, oh, that kind, really fun guy. You of. want us to be mad at him? Yeah. He's the life of the party, baby. He's always doing stuff that yeah. makes it everything fun. So... And Octavian is just a stick in the mud. In 34 BC, he's been in Alexandria with Cleopatra for two years now. Love it. Thriving. Love is thriving. Love them. He does something called the Donations of Alexandria, which is basically him giving Roman lands to his children and Caesarian. So sweet. Such a kind gift. Yeah, we love presents. We do. Especially you know when many, you keep it in the family. The youngest one's two. And I like the You know how two-year-olds just love full island nations they do. to run? They just can do so much. So um, much room for so many activities. The biggest sort of thing, like problems in this for him, I guess, were that he named Cleopatra the Queen of Kings. Um, and that she dope title and she let her like made it official that she's ruling Egypt with Caesarian, which she'd kind of been doing anyway as Caesarian because like the super annoying thing of like, well, a woman can't rule alone. She needs to have a man with her. That's probably Mm -hmm. the reason she had to marry Ptolemy the 14th anyway. Yeah. And so now it's like, sure, there's a man. He's right here. He's my little boy. He's my little son. (laughs) He's my son. I gave birth to him. Yes. But he's a man. He's a boy. He outranks me. So we're going to rule together. Um, And then he also named Caesarian Caesar's legitimate heir, which is a big problem for Caesar's actual heir, Octavian. Just so jealous. uh, I think the idea of naming Cleopatra the Queen of Kings would have come off to the Romans as being super annoying. Oh, yeah. The yes, a queen the of kings. Of it all. Just there's no such thing. A title they can exist in it. that way. Absolutely no. Um, they also wed. Cleopatra and Antony also got married in an Egyptian ceremony in 34 BC. So what? The Cleopatra and Antony got married. Oh, yes. in an Egyptian ceremony in 34 BC, which is cool for Egypt. But Rome was probably like, go fuck yourself. I mean, Antony's wife was probably like, go fuck yourself. I mean, been 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 saying that. Yeah, she's just like I. You know what? You came here. You gave me two children. Didn't you die? Name them both Antonia. No, she's fine. Who died? If we're going back to Caesar's daughter. No, no, no. The one of the wives died. You said they. Who the one? Fulvia. Ful- whose wife is that? Fulvia's uh, Antony's third wife. Okay. Whatever. The one that tried, tried to start the coup. Yeah. Octavia's Antony's fourth wife, who's oh Octavian's sister. Just okay. I hate sorry. them all. No, it's so fine. sorry. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> ah, um. So this whole time, lots of propaganda is coming out in Rome, basically saying Cleopatra has brainwashed Antony. She's this other, like, exotic, like, witch person. Exotic. A lot of Mm. sub, like, racist subtext coming in and, like, like, a whole smear campaign. A whole lot of shit happening right now. Okay. Don't like it. Um, But there's also, while he's making Cleopatra out to witch, he's also trying to make her seem super powerful. Because what he wants to do is go to war against Cleopatra. 
I see. He doesn't want to start a civil war with Antony. He no. wants to have a war with Cleopatra. And Antony's just going to happen to fight. Yes. Personally, in his heart, I think, and I mean, I think Octavian would prefer to kill Antony. Oh, he 100%. He doesn't super care about Cleopatra, except that no. she's kind of annoying right yeah. now. And her son is his greatest threat. And that she's giving Antony and She's a so lot fun. Of power. We're all yes. fun here, except you. I think he's just mad he's not fun. Yeah, he's super not fun. He's just a stick in the mud. Uh, but publicly, he gray needs man. to fight with Cleopatra. Yeah. He can't fight with Antony. He needs no, to fight with Cleopatra. That would not work for him politically. It wouldn't be advisable. So, uh, but if you're going to fight someone and if you're going to beat someone, you want them to be super powerful. Yeah. You want them to seem super powerful. You yes. want to be able to beat them, but you want people to think it was super impressive that you beat him. Yeah. Like, so wow. he is talking a lot of smack, but he's also like, he's both trying to make Cleopatra seem bad and other and powerful mm-hmm. and like a threat so that he can go in and fight them. Basically, this is the setup for the, like, I guess, honestly, the final civil war in the Roman Republic. Okay. We've covered so many years. Yes. Um, in 33 BC, the year after all those gifts came in the year after the Egyptian wedding ceremony, Octavia, Octavia, the, the woman, the woman was removed from Antony's house as a way of that's basically like the Roman version of like a divorce. She was moved out of his house. I see. And that so was the sort of final catalyst that Octavian could use to start this like civil war. Yeah. Okay. So. Wow. Here we go. We're going to yada, yada, yada through civil war because, um... You know, nothing's fair between love and war, but war is super boring, and I just don't. Yeah. I don't care that much. It's fine. No. Um, So even though Antony was a better soldier, Octavian won a lot of important battles. Mm -hmm. I don't really know why, because it's not like Octavian had more money or more troops. Yeah. I think it could have just be a lot of bad accidents that happened and, like, you know, over you lose a couple stuff and then you're losing. You're on a losing streak. Your morale is down. Um, the most important battle, mm-hmm. not the first one, not the last one, but the most important battle of the Civil War was the Battle of Actium. It happened on September 2nd in 31 BC, which uh, it's a naval battle. Oh, on um, the water. And it had Octavian ships, it had Antony ships, and it had Cleopatra ships. Oh. For some reason. I don't know why, and I'm not sure anyone really knows why. Mm-hmm. Cleopatra left. Just dipped out. She just was like, all right, turned bye. around and sailed away with I'm all gone. of her ships. Wow. And Antony saw her turn around and sail away and followed her. Oh. And they like his forces were decimated because he fought, he just left. He didn't tell his his other troops to also. I mean, follow they're him. all on boats, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how you text people like that. Like, no, I don't, but it's to like yell over. Yeah, you see them. I mean, them I think they. I think when they saw him Octillion sail away, or whoever. I feel when they saw him sail away, they knew he was sailing away. And they were just like, all right, we're dead. Yeah. Well, yeah. what a way. What a way to just give up. Well, I'm sure they tried to fight, but. That's true. I so, wonder why Cleopatra left. And I also think it's because she was like, I'm, I'm kind of over this guy. I don't know. I think so. It could also be the, it could be that there was a misunderstanding in what she was supposed to do. It um, could be that maybe. the battle was already turning and she thought, if I leave, at least we have my forces. She's playing a card. Today. She's playing a card. Yeah. It could be a lot of things. It's I have no idea. I have no. I don't know why she left, and none of us know why she left. Yeah. So speculation. Plenty of speculation. Pretty, but pretty much after that battle ended, mm-hmm. they were defeated. Done. They were doomed. Defeats. So there were more battles, but 
But most of Antony's generals kind of defected over to Octavian's side as a kind of like, hey, you know, don't. We're not with him anymore. Please don't. Yeah. You know, please don't kill, kill me. Yeah. Kind of please, a thing. Like, in theory, a lot of it is like, once you see what side a civil war is going to go into, you go towards the wedding side so you can re-enter your society. Yeah. These generals can now go back to Rome is their basic point. Got you. Okay. There are a lot of things that could be happening right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Octavian did send Cleopatra a letter that said, if you give me dead Mark Antony, mm-hmm. if you can provide me with that, then you can stay as the queen of Egypt. Your children will be safe. Love that. And, you know, fighting's over. Yeah. You know, you just, you'll be my little puppet queen. I don't care. Yeah. And you don't care. Yeah. You're going to be alive. No one's going to hurt you. You're going to have the exact same life that you have right now, Mm -hmm. uh, just without him. And it's not really clear what exactly she did. There, it's possible that she sent him a letter or she sent him word of somehow telling him, Mark, Mark. Uh Cleopatra sent Mark Antony word of somehow Uh telling him that she had committed suicide. Mm. interesting may have happened uh it may not have happened this is where i think the love starts to fall it could be that someone else sent that letter to him but what okay yeah you know yeah 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 Yeah. could be could be you know someone who worked for cleopatra and cleopatra didn't want to do it and knew that was the best option for her to do it maybe um it could also be i have also read that maybe she in a totally different situation, thought he was like, thought that he thought that she betrayed him. That Cleopatra thought Antony might think that she betrayed him. Oh, like he would be mad because she just mm-hmm. randomly turned her ships around. Yeah, during although this battle. had been, this was like a year or two later. Yeah. Um, and then told him that as a way to get him to come to her, come to her aid. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. Either way, like whatever happened to be the catalyst for it, uh, Antony committed suicide on August 1st Oof. in 30 BC. Wow. He, well, I should say he committed, he tried to commit suicide. The way that oh. Roman, Roman soldiers or Roman men commit suicide is by mm. like falling on their sword. I don't mm-hmm, know if you've mm-hmm. heard that saying, but like. I think To fall so. on one sword is, they literally did it. Like yeah. they would hold their, someone would hold the sword and they would fall on it and yeah. inhale themselves basically in the sword. Okay. So he did that, or he tried he to tried do that. He tried to do that, and he just wounded himself really badly. <laughs> what a loser. And he, like, was dying, but not that fast. <laughs> and so it's kind of like... This is kind if, of impressive. If there was a letter that said, Cleopatra killed myself, once he did that, they were like, oh, God. We were just kidding. Um, she's right over here in this big <laughs> tower, and they, like, lifted she's him up. She's not dead. In the... In... I'm pretty sure in all the movies, really... They, like, are pulling him up into, like, this high, almost obelisk-shaped building. Like, uh-huh. it was a building where she was safe from Octavian's, like, men. Because gotcha. there was no, like, door that yes. he could get in. They had yeah, to, like, yeah. literally pull him up yeah. into it. And so, or the doors were barred, I should say. And so, pulls up an injured Antony. And he, like, sees Cleopatra is alive. They have their moment. And he dies in her arms. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. A little. Although. It depends on all the circumstances. And since we don't know. I don't think it's sweet that way. I think. Which I don't blame Cleopatra for this at all. In fact, I would have done the same thing, I think, in her time. Is look out for myself and my to family. Fair, I would have left way before all this right? bullshit started at the, happening. At the end of the day, that's really what matters. I would have started this fight. 
No. It's why I'm not no. in charge of countries. That's I why I would have start your civil war. I would have I would have definitely pulled out in the navy battle. Yeah. Uh I wouldn't have been in the navy battle. No. But if that was the moment where things clicked in my head, I've been like, okay, yeah, what the fuck? It, what am I doing here? Yeah. Um and definitely throwing Mark out to dry uh to that's, save me and my yeah. family. Like That's like the one part of the story that I don't like. Like, I don't, like, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but I don't like it. Right. It doesn't paint Cleopatra in the best light. But honestly, I have respect for her for doing that. Most of the movies that are about Cleopatra don't have, like, they don't have that happen. Mm -hmm. Um, In the Elizabeth Taylor one, there's, like, a third character that kind of has always been in love with Cleopatra that, like, Um. tells Antony that, and she has no idea. Like, she has no idea about it, Um, is in a lot of them. mm, And then mm, other ones... mm. Uh, she doesn't send him anything at all. See, this is this is that part of the nuanced yeahness of Cleopatra. That, to be like, like, it was really culturally appropriate for Antony to have killed himself like that. Like, yeah. it's not as if she put the idea in his head. No, and he was he gonna lose anyway. He yeah. probably would have done it without her. He just would have done it. Just makes it seem sweeter. Yeah, he probably like would have done it even without a letter from her saying that he just might have done it in the fortress instead of out you know yeah in front of her yeah he might have just gone off in a side room and come back in dead like <laughs> come back in dead. i don't he wouldn't have like it seems like he was literally like lifted up like a pulley system yeah, lifted, yeah, which like has to hurt like a bitch no. when you've been like stabbed but also impressive that they even have this kind of technology simple machines yeah. anyway so that's on the first of august mm-hmm, in 30 mm-hmm. bc after that, with Antony dead, she she, I, she doesn't, like, give his body away, which is another thing that I don't think she's trying to do the letter thing necessarily. What do you mean she doesn't give it's his It's not body like away? she's like, here's his body oh. to, Ant- to, like, Antony's body. It's uh-huh. basically like, well, I have it. I have, he's dead. I have his body. Yeah. To Octavian. Um, to Octavian. And then trying to make a deal with Octavian, basically. Trying to get the deal in the letter. Yeah. Basically. Yes. Um, and to her face, it seems like Octavian is agreeing to it. Mm-hmm. They're in the show Rome, which I don't necessarily think it has like a great portrayal of Cleopatra because it's clearly from the point of view of the other people that don't like her that much. Gotcha. But it's fine. And I think that they do this scene really well where Cleopatra's like sitting there talking to Octavian and Octavian is saying all the right things. Mm-hmm. But because he's such a cold and sterile person. Uh, yeah. She can read him immediately. Like, you don't mean any and of she, this bullshit. Yeah, and she knows, even though he's saying things like, you are Egypt, you're so important, I could never replace you. Yeah, he doesn't really like, mean that. Yeah, your children will be safe. She can tell that, like, she's gonna be so fucked. So fucked. As soon I'm gonna as, kill you. I'm gonna kill you. As soon as he takes her. I'm gonna kill you so hard. Yeah, because he's like, why don't you come back to Rome with me? And she can just see <laughs> the chains on her sister and know that she's gonna be in a Roman triumph yeah. and just, like... Is not having it. No. So she, uh, I think she sends Caesarian into hiding to go run and hide Mm because he's uh, at most risk. Yeah. And then she kills herself on the 10th of August. Hmm. So it's like she spends a week trying to negotiate with Octavian. Yeah. And it becomes clear that that's not going to happen. No. And she commits suicide. Now, the famous way that she commits suicide is with an asp. Or like a cobra. Oh, uh-huh, Like a uh-huh. poisonous snake biting her and dying. Yeah. That is pretty much defunct. Probably not true. The most likely thing is that she took poison 
or was even there's even a possibility that she was like injected with poison um. just because like she would have physicians and she would have people who knew the nicest way to die and she probably would have yes. done that seems a lot better than but she did have bite. to do it in secret because octavian and all of his men were watching her and actively did not want her to do it because oh, they yeah. wanted her alive yes. in the triumph they so wanna. she did have to sneaky sneaky wow uh, after she died, I would sneaky sneaky too. Octavian in things that sort of, in a way, weirdly mirrored the way that his adoptive father was. After they were dead, he was respectful of their bodies and he buried them together and gave them a royal funeral. Well, that's really nice. Yeah. And in like, what I mean by that is the same ending. way that, um, Caesar, Julius Caesar still had respect for Pompey and wanted him yes. to have better. You respect the dead. Octavian set that right. Which is crazy is how like barbaric and like yeah. insane you, they lived. It's it's hypocritical because it's, you have respect for the dead as long as <laughs> they're not the for the living. <laughs> you have respect for the dead as long as it's these specific important people I've decided are important. Yes. It's not for, everybody. No. The poor people don't get shit. Fuck so. yeah. Or if you're just a nobody. So Caesarian was killed or assassinated later that year by Octavian. Oh. Antony and Cleopatra's three kids were sent to live with Octavia, but we, uh, and we kind of lose track of her sons. It's possible they were also assassinated. Um, it's also possible that they just died because kids die. Yeah. Um, kids died. Only her, only their daughter, uh, Cleopatra Selene, was, survived. To she, adulthood. To adulthood. She went on to marry a king and became the queen of Namidia, which is in modern day Algeria. Sick. Yeah. Oh, and Octavian went on to become emperor, but like, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. And also, apparently, fuck the Roman Republic. Yeah, complete. There it goes. Hypocrite there. Um, irony. Okay. So, well, let's, uh, what can we learn from that breakup? If you can call it that. I think this is a story of just a love fading away. And perhaps Cleopatra did not know how to vocalize this yeah. to Mark in any sort of <laughs> succinct way. You think and she was so, maybe a little closed off? Yeah, you know, she took the passive aggressive route, yeah. I'd say. That breakup uh, was rough. And If the, the worst version of it is her sending a letter saying, I killed myself, hoping to trick him into killing herself for her own benefit. Like, that's the worst option. The worst it's, option, but also I think It's like, not unlikely The either. most reasonable option, considering the position they were in, yeah. and if Octavian really not, sent that letter, that initial letter, yeah. to Cleopatra. He I, don't de- know. I think he definitely sent that letter. I don't know what other option she would have. If you look at those chain of events, I think that's exactly what happened. The way that I just would have been like, fuck you, Octavian. <laughs> the I whole know, time. but like for- Just the whole time, fuck you, Octavian. Yes. In your head, I'm sure. But you're like, this isn't this isn't ending well for me. No, out loud. I have, I have, at least I will try to do what's to help best my kids. yeah for yeah. my kids and my offspring yeah. to like have my some kids sort and of my like, offspring right to have you know, both both my hit my kids my half kids uh, probably like my freaking brothers and sisters at yeah. this point i don't know but to try and do that you know so yeah. it's like i know i'm not making this out in any kind of good way and fuck mark i never really get, well i probably did give a shot i mean him. i mean yeah i did i, I did but that I, it went away. I don't know when it stopped, but it just stopped. It's, it's got to be the kind of thing that's just like, we're doomed. Yeah. And how do you handle the doom? I turn my focus on you know? to me and yeah. the things that I can that's control. What, I think that's what a lot of people would do. Um, I also, like, 
think it is perfect, perfectly reasonable to think that there, she didn't send Mark Antony any kind of letter. And he saw the writing on the wall, knew it was going to happen. Maybe. And then if he would have, like, if he would have stabbed himself in a better way, they wouldn't have taken him to her. You know what I mean? Like, if he yeah. would have actually killed himself like he was I supposed to, so. then they wouldn't. Yeah, but yeah. since he was dying for a while, they're like, well, we might as well get him up here. That's Especially true. because at the time, Octavian was actively coming into the city. So wherever he was, if he wasn't in her fortress, was vaguely at risk of, of Octavian and coming think, to get him. And Mark knew this. Yes. He for sure knew that. And I don't know how you don't know that there's an army coming in the city that you're in charge of. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But I guess, okay, in terms of their love story, I think... I think I, I think out of all of the crazy relationships and marriages that were happening that have happened this in this time, story, mm-hmm. yeah, this one seemed to have the most genuineness, at least, yeah, at the beginning. It seems like know? the only one that wasn't overtly for political reasons. Yes, they agreed. didn't actually need to be together. For the politics that they're trying to do. No. Like, maybe it would have taken Cleopatra longer to get these lands back. Yeah. But, like, it, over any of them, it seems like it it hurt them more than it helped them politically in a lot of ways. They definitely made decisions where they chose each other. Yeah. We'll say over than what they should do. Yeah. Or not do. Um, but I guess if you're trying to glean how to break up with someone out of this, be passive aggressive. Send them a note. Write them a letter. Walk away from them in a public setting. I also think the thing that you could learn from them is find someone who brings out the better in you Mm. in a lot. Like, I think they might have brought out the better in each other personally. Like, we don't know. We truly can't know the personal side of things. We can only know the professional side. And they both, they just didn't, they shouldn't have ruled things together. They shouldn't be working together. Like, he is the life of the party, and she, while she's not, like, sterile like Octavian, she is a really hard worker. Yes. And so it was kind of like the idea that they would party all night, and then she would get back up at 8 a.m. to go back to work and do do the stuff. And he'd just be like, I'm here. And he's just, yeah. And so it's like, there's love there. There are sacrifices you're making for each other, but if it's not vibing like if it's just not working out that's true but i think to your point man, it could be I your think it's like because of the way these times were set up like she mm-hmm. could, it couldn't be ever where like she's the person in power and he's just kind of like if you think about like the president and like first lady right it yeah. could be like where she's the president and mark is like the first lady that would never be allowed in this no. like society even though i think it would have worked so well the, that like, way the real tragic so thing is i feel like at it. i feel like mark anthony this is a, a being, i'm about to be like i don't want to put things on him but he's been dead for thousands of years mm-hmm. so i'm not i feel like mark anthony as a person just from the things i've read about and heard about him mm-hmm. is that he'd be down for that it's just the society he lived That's in that I, wouldn't yes. be yes so it's like why we're, we're not yeah. even and he that. has to deal with all the pressures of being a roman like a good roman yeah. and a yeah. good roman doesn't let their wife be in charge no what That's and he's like... kind of like but she's way better at it <laughs> and i just like to like be here and, and like, i'm her so fun and, like i'm fun and i can plan all the parties and like he's it'll like, be great i started making these things called hurricanes i mix all the alcohol <laughs> into one cup for us and we go crazy uh so i think maybe... she's over here drinking pearls like it's we're having so much fun here if they were together in modern times they could i think they could have had a better shot because then the, the dynamics could have been different yeah. and they wouldn't have had to ha- hold yeah. the positions that they had to because of the stupid shit mm-hmm. that was going on in society that they lived in. 
But also, I think which maybe is probably going to be true for a they would have dated for like a couple years and yeah. then broke up. Like this I wasn't feel like, like some like yeah star cross lover shit. Yeah, just a regular relationship. You yeah. know, they'd be like, all right, this is fun. It ran so, our course though, so bye. I think you're right in what you said. The answer, like, if you're looking for a way on how to break up, <laughs> the best Cleopatra can give you is that one letter seemed to work out well. <laughs> Write a letter. Write him a letter. Right? Or I guess send them a text. Yeah. Okay. And just before we go, I do want to take a second and go through our sources really quickly. Um, I mainly focused on one book in particular, and then one book is kind of a nostalgic favorite for this. The book that I mainly use just as a refresher, because I've been studying Cleopatra forever was uh, the book Cleopatra and Antony by Diana Preston. It's actually a really good book. It provides a lot of really nice information about them and specifically a lot of stuff about Antony and his life before Cleopatra that I think isn't really discussed or talked about that much because it's, you know, he's arguably not that exciting until he hangs out with her, but it's really interesting to get to know him. And she just is a really good writer. I would really recommend reading it. The nostalgic fave is going to be the book Cleopatra the Seventh by Christina Gregory. It's a part of the Royal Diaries. I don't know if you remember when you were a kid, those books that uh, were basically written by a historical person as if it's their diary. Like I know it had one that was like a little girl through the Great Depression. And then this one is about Cleopatra. So that I remember reading that when I was a kid and it was I reread it as a sort of refresher before this. Um, and then there are, of course, the plays Julius Caesar and Antony, Antony and Cleopatra that we mentioned before. Both of those are by Shakespeare. I would also recommend listening to the History Chicks podcast just in general, but they specifically have an episode about Cleopatra. That is really good. The movies that I kept referencing and things like that, mostly the movie that I kept referencing was the 1963 Cleopatra starring Elizabeth Taylor. That one just has a lot of iconic moments. I don't know that it's the most historically accurate, but it is a lot of fun. And then also the HBO show Rome, I referenced a couple of times. It's really good uh, with the Roman side of things, obviously, and it gives you a really good visual of things like particularly the Roman triumph. I think they did a really good example of that. And then finally, and probably most importantly, our intro and outro song is Aerosol of My Love by Kevin McLeod. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.